Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today, I'm absolutely buzzing. I've got an amazing guest on with me. He's got all the energy in the world. I'm just going to welcome him in. DJ Fever! <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, if you give us all that energy, I've got to go back double as hard, man. Double up, man. Yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling, mate? Thanks for having me, man. It's awesome. Like, I've honestly yeah. been buzzing, because I've heard so much about you from yeah. so many different people. Yeah. And then I thought, I'll go, all right then. I'll look at this mythical character, <laughs> see what he's up to. <laughs> I went on your Instagram, and luckily for me, yeah. you were doing an Instagram live at the time. Oh, yeah, wow. So I thought... Crazy. Yeah. I can really get involved. Yeah. And usually with Instagram lives, I'll be deadly honest. Yeah. Put them in the background. After a minute, I think, I don't like what they're saying. Yeah. And I flick it off. That's, that is the majority of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yours the whole way through. <laughs> and then every single time you've done another, I was like, I want to see what they're up to. Because they're just <laughs> brilliant anecdotes and just crazy stories. Yeah. Who would you do it with? His name's Severe. He's so funny. He's hilarious. And Stuart, and I've known him for years, <laughs> met him in the mid-90s through the DJ scene, obviously. Ooh. And um, yeah, we clicked instantly. Um, you know, so you literally, years and years and years, you not, know. Yeah, 95, I think it was 96. Wow. 1995, 96, yeah, around that time. Do you know what time. my date of birth is? <laughs> Don't, because you're going to feel dead old. <laughs> <laughs> 93. Oh, mate. I've got, I remember buying records in 93. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was coming out in my date of birth time? Your then? date what, of birth? Yeah, what was cracking? Great, amazing year in hip-hop. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's just before, I think that's just before Illmatic. Are you an encyclopedia for this? I think Do you know it's just you're... before Illmatic. Oh, brilliant. You're, you're born just before Illmatic. So, you know, we're talking about, oh, God. Oh, yeah, you're, you've, like, you've hit, like, 36 chambers, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, the birth of, like, that that sort of year into four and five. Right. It's just... Well, and that, is this when it... So it's going off in America heavily yeah and is it made it's made its way over it's made its way over the seas yeah and um, now it's popping absolutely by 90 i mean it, we we have a great 80s hip-hop scene in the uk right. and specifically in nottingham we have a, really yeah we really do now can you give just give some names out? yeah yeah flipping out i'd love to i mean <laughs> i mean one of the djs that that um that sort of uh i think is really important to the the, the hip hop scene in Nottingham in the eighties. Is DJ Scratch? He's actually named Scratch. So there's two Scratches. You've got the one in America, right? And you've got Scratch from Nottingham. Wow, Master Scratch. That's his name. Um, I think his name's Franklin. And um, yeah, he used to do these cassette tapes, and you know he would sell them from Rock City. That yeah. was his resident spot on a Saturday afternoon, which is where all the breakers and the b boys used to go. And he was he was like really up on all the break beats. And he would cut them up. There's wow. also another DJ called Jonathan that was there on a Saturday afternoon who had the record shop Arcade in Nottingham. Yeah. So that's where everybody went to buy their records. And between the two of them, you know, they sort of built... Is Arcade still there? Arcade Records is gone now. <gasps> but the Arcade Ouch. is... is The Arcade where it originally was is still there. Yeah. And there's still record shops in there. But um, yeah. And then, you know, the birth of that. And then you've got Dr. D... And then the artists, so like like yourself, yeah, the yeah. MCs that were doing their thing back in the day, there's KID, who's no longer with us, he passed away, um, and he had a partner called Colin Carruthers. So you had KID and the Carruthers. I'm this, enjoying this They so had this much. huge track called Twice the Trouble. Amazing. 
amazing, amazing. I'm going to give you all these songs. H- how old were you at this point? Where are you? Um, so this was this was mid late eighties. Mm. So I would be. 12 12 12 okay. or something 12 and 13 so because i did maybe a bit older to start this off i wanted to know what was cracking off in your household yeah. because the energy you give yeah. is 110 yeah. percent at all times is that your household is that what you've grown from yeah and transcended from yeah so i'm the baby of four right and i've got my my brother's the oldest desmond then i've got two sisters in between jillian and allison and my brother, he was into music massively. So right. he brought all the music into the house and basically introduced us all to music, me and my two sisters. How much and older? He's 10 years older than 10 me. 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, um, so he, yeah, he was like old enough to go out, yeah. buy records, bring them back, break them down to us. You know, this is this, this is this, this is what's happening over here. Mm. You know, and it's really, truly, my brother is the reason why I'm into music. Really? Yeah. It was his birthday not long ago and I did a, you know, I did a post. Okay. And I actually put that. I said, my brother's my hero. Do you know what I mean? The inspiration yeah, behind yeah, it all. Yeah. Uh, and did he go into music himself? He did. He, yeah, a, a little bit. Grace DJ a little bit. Mm. But he was working at Rolls Royce. He left school, did the right thing. Yeah. Went and, like, you know, <laughs> went and, like, got a job. The how-to. Yeah, the yeah. how-to manual. Went and got, <laughs> got trained up as an engineer, as a technical engineer, a precision engineer, sorry. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then, yeah, got a job at Rolls Royce in Derby, mm. worked there for years, and then, you know, built up his music collection. And then I got the decks and the turntables once I'd got of age. And then he started to, you know, tickle his DJ yeah, appetite. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I think he did a few bits and bobs. Um, but, um, you know, he was working, and then he had his son, my first nephew, uh, Kane. Shout out to Kane. Shout um, out. He's, he's probably like your age. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how old Crazy. I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and what about mum and dad then? Were they very musical? Very, and were, yeah. were they together? A, yeah, like, mom, loving family household? Very much so. So very lucky to have that because, mm. you know, I'm very aware of the way it is now in today's you know, society and the way things are today. But yeah, I was lucky. Mum and dad together, they both came from the Caribbean, from the West Indies. Um, and me dad and my mum in from 1960, I think. I think they got there in 1960. Right. And um, yeah, and basically moved into Long Eaton, you know, and had my brother and my right. two sisters and then me. And what, what were they doing for a living? Me, me dad worked on the railway initially, I think. And then he went into the fabric and uh, trade. Okay. Um, and then my mum worked at Debfa, which is again, you know, knickers, underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we we had a re- we had a. To be fair, we had a really good childhood. Gonna... A roof over our head, heating was always on, electric was always on. I I, I love that. And again, yeah. somebody said something really important to me recently. He says I never judge a child on the amount of money in the household, yeah, but the amount of love in it. That's the one. Because it doesn't matter how affluent, how big, whatever yeah. size house, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. it's just what love have they been shown. Because yeah. that's when you see the, the pain later on in life big and time. so on. And that's when it displays itself. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think I think money, you know, is as good as it is, as great as it is, it can obviously give you a good kickstart into life. Yeah. I think, you know, I've, I've met people that have, that have born into money. Yeah. And, you know, and they always, you know, have, you know, sort of like really complimentary things to say about my personality. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't born into money at all. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I grew up in Long Eaton in a, in a, 
you know, on a, on a street called Collingwood Road where, you know, a lot of stuff was going on. Yeah, yeah, and, of um, And it was, it was rough, you know. It was, you know, you had, you had odd scraps here and there. Did and you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, it was rough, you know. It was rough in the 80s, <laughs> you, you know. got what yourself mean? through. Yeah, I got myself through, made some good friends and, and um, you know, and, and even some of the old enemies are like good friends now, so. Is the energy thing then or the, the great vibe, is that a culture thing to a degree then? Yeah, I think so. Your mum and dad, they... This, they come from where, where was it sorry the West Indies the West Indies St Vincent which is one of the smaller islands right okay yeah so, so you've got the West Indies is, is, is made up of loads of islands mm. and uh, St Vincent are the smaller islands beautiful St Kitt St Lucia uh, and, how old uh, were they when they came uh, over oh then? it's scary I've had this conversation with my dad and my mum and I mean, my dad was like nineteen, twenty, or twenty-one wow. around that age when they got here. And do you know what made them made that decision? So my dad was brought up by um, his stepdad. Okay. So you know, he, he was brought up by by you know his mum's partner. You know, and um, yeah, it was just sort of like, look, you know, this opportunity has come about where they're you know they're offering you know Afro Caribbeans to come over to England and work wow. and make money. And my, you know, my, my my dad's stepdad was like, "Get up, you know, get yourself off. Yeah, what are you doing yeah. here? You make something of yourself. Mm. Get on the boat. You and your, you know, Uncle Alfred and everybody. Get yeah. on the boat and piss off, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, my dad That's reluctantly amazing. came to England. Do you know what I mean? Reluctantly, yeah. you know. And so interesting that as he thought about it since. And did he make the right decision or so on? Because I've travelled quite a bit. Yeah. And grass is always greener, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, the happiest I've ever really felt, apart from now being a dad, yeah. got my family We've got to talk side, about that I'm, as well. I'm happy there. But, <laughs> yeah. but genuinely, I'd say when I went to small islands, yeah. been to like Bali and so on, yeah. it's just really simplistic nature, yeah. all of it. And, yeah. and the emphasis ends up being the happiness factor yeah. because they're doing the music thing. So yeah. they make sure they get their jobs are done for yeah. the day. So on, everyone's got a duty. Yeah. But then after that, it's kind of, well, what do we do now? Yeah. And it just turns into this, let's have a party or something. Yeah, most yeah. of the time, you're right. not, this stress just didn't feel abundant. Right. But I wonder if your dad lived on this small Island. Yeah. Until 21? To about, I, I think it was 19. about 2021. Yeah. yeah, around that age, actually, yeah. That's about, that's about correct, doing I mean, the math. must have some memory then there. There's definitely that part of it. Yeah. I just wonder what his thought of is... Because I, I do love the UK. I love yeah. England. But there is a huge difference of going, culture. chilling out, being yeah. there with the culture, yeah. with the good vibes. Yeah. And then here where it can be a bit of maybe a rat race or it's very fast into it but fast paced yeah, though i was yeah. going to go into freestyle then i yeah. thought <laughs> fast paced rat race no <laughs> in your face <laughs> did does he ever reflect on it does I he think, talk about I it i think so and the conversations i remember having with him um i'm i'm going to go see him again um probably probably like next week i'll take baby round yeah. pop round uh father's day bit around in between there mm. but i don't go around that often enough you see i get yeah because he lives by himself and uh, my mum and dad don't live together anymore okay it's deep quite deep they they kind of separated a late late later on right okay. um, but um you know we managed to all be left home by the time that happened so on escape but but i think my dad yeah the conversation i have with my dad about um you know coming to england it, it was it was kind of reluctantly mm. and i think he did you know, even up to when, you know, I remember having conversations with him as a young kid, it would always be stories of when he was at home playing cricket. Right. Or, you know, that was the thing that they did. 
um, cricket and, uh, you know, and, you know, because he lived on a farm, you know, the, you know, the goats and mm. the lambs and, you know, and the chickens and all that. And, you know, doing farm chores and then going down to the beach, you know, to have a swim. Yeah. And then, you know, so he often reflects on that life. The nostalgia. Yeah. And the lovingness. And I think he did miss okay. it. And, he, and my dad's quite grumpy as well. And I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's, part, that's part there. I think you might be on something. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to stumble on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Psychoanalyze the man. But, but that might be, that might be why yeah. he's but you know even even with him being grumpy we were still my mum's more of the chirpy yeah you know my dad's sort of the disciplinary grumpy my mum's the happy christian mm. seventh day adventist like old testament type thing <laughs> so strict strict but she was the one that gave us a bit of slack yeah and plus like I say there's four of us so in the summer we would play and you know, we had fun times. My dad used to do like nights and day shifts. Mm -hmm. So when he was on like day shifts, we would, you know, tip the ass upside down yeah. and then get the ass tidy before he came home. And then when he was on nights, it was like, oh, sit down because he's in bed. You know what I mean? Bless. I'll oh, wait for him to leave. So there's nothing scarier than a nighttime dad. <sighs> when you go over to your mate's house, you're both <laughs> playing together and he's like, careful, careful, my dad's on nights. Yeah, yeah. like, oh no, this monster upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And then you go too far and he comes down and screams yeah, at you. Oh, I'm, I'll dad. never forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop making all the bloody noise. I'm trying to sleep upstairs. Like. Yeah, dad's on nights. They're real things. Things. scary mate monsters monsters uh, yeah and a caribbean dad mm. a west indian dad on uh, you know what i mean on, on like nights it's like mate wow <laughs> you don't want that smoke you know what I'm saying? but uh, but there was just a constant array of like music in the household all the time yeah big brother smiley two sisters dad smiley mum's really smiley and Beautiful. i think that energy you know stays with you don't it i mean yeah. i'm passing it down to safi she's like my daughter safi. already there she's like 20 months old she's like beaming all the time <laughs> she had a little bit of a tantrum this morning but you know it, they're, they're few and far between is that because she's not getting what she wants it's literally because she wanted to watch like OTs on the iPad yeah and Amy my, my missus was like I need to get you dressed because you know you know my dad's coming to pick us up and we're going to the farm mm. but you know I need to get your clothes on Safi and she's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of parallel with Ella right here so uh, yeah get, just we'll get into childhood yeah, yeah, and, yeah, we well your childhood first <laughs> <laughs> so then you're living in this household are you going to like a normal school like a mainstream school normal school like long Eaton, um uh, brooklyn's junior school then over to like long Eaton school and, and was school quite uh, an enjoyable time for you it was it was it was you know um quite quite peculiarly like you know obviously my time you know not as many like kids of color mm. in your year yeah but you know enough for you, to, for, for you know, for the school and everybody in the year, to you know, for it not to be weird, yes, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think those years were more sort of ten years before me, my brother's time, you know. So he probably had a slightly rougher time at school. Have than, you ever reflected with that with him? No, not been... really. But he seemed to be like really popular at school as well. Right. And then by the time you get to my two sisters, you know, things become you know black kids, Asian kids. Yeah. In, you know, at schools in the eighties, starts to become more of a of a norm. All gelled together. But yeah, yeah. But there were always, there's always going, to, there was always going to be of that time those little issues with odd kids here and there that mm. couldn't, you know, wrap their head around the concept of kids of different colour, sure. you know, and all the rest of it. So you you had those odd moments. But again, hip hop, I think, I mean, it's been said a million times, and it? it it really does bring cultures together 100 i mean hip-hop sees no color yeah you know if you're a dope mc you're a dope mc mm. regardless of whether you're white black asian yeah so i think hip-hop you know sort of 
you know, hitting the UK when it did and me sort of coming of age when I did was like a perfect sort of combination. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, and I sort of became quite cool because, you know, I was popping and breaking and, you know <laughs> we, what I mean? We, the whole scene of it, the, the break dancing side, yeah. the rapping side. Not the so music. much the rapping, so much, just more the popping pop in the in. 80s and the, yeah, pop locking. Wow. And then obviously, you know, the, the scratching thing came yeah. from, you know, the music and like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, how's that done? And then you watch your first video, you see your first thing on TV with a DJ scratching. Oh. I think mine was Rocket, Herbie Hancock. Really? Um, yeah, that was the first time I actually saw the guy scratching a record and was like, that's that's amazing. We were saying about the, the get down before <laughs> yeah. and where they draw crayon. That's is, right. that, is that a real thing then? It's a real thing, yeah, Ooh, yeah. So I think, I think Flash and Theodore... Um, were the ones that pioneered that technique. I mean, I think like we always give it up to like Cool Herc and um, those DJs that are, are, the, are seen as the founding, you know, the forefathers yes, yeah. of the, you know, the, doing the first parties in the Bronx. Mm. But um, I think for me, with the technical side of, of DJing, I think what's what's sort of well known and documented is that Cool Herc wasn't particularly technically, you know that great mm. technically mm. he just introduced certain records and threw massive parties right. and i think when when grandmaster flash and theodore came in grandmaster theodore they were the ones that were sort of putting markers on the records added in the technicality and that had to cut it back on beat huh. and you know and create loops and only scratch and cut up these these certain records and with these drum breaks in and you know and they sort of perfected the technique of it it's you know interesting what I mean? isn't it because yeah. i think passion is in everybody yeah, yeah. but passion for a certain thing just lies in certain people so, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, and they're yeah. the ones that are willing to put in them ridiculous hours that it yeah. takes to get there yeah. and you can just tell when somebody's gravitated to what their purpose should be yeah. it's the most breathtaking thing you can ever imagine isn't it's incredible, it because isn't it? I, I, I go into schools and teach poetry yeah but that moment where a kid's they're quite reluctant we're saying about before with ty healy going yeah. to schools and doing yeah. workshops with you yeah you, the, they don't want to be there they don't want to they've heard poetry before they think it's this elitist level yeah and then suddenly you you show them well rap's basically poetry rhythm and poetry exactly, is what yeah. the abbreviation is yeah. they go okay then they start writing some lyrics down and by accident some of the kids that i work with they're writing this real flowing words that, that just the, the syllables that they choose, the lyricism they use, Scary. The, the, it falls into place by accident. Yeah. And the rhyming words that they've, I'm like, you've got an inner rhyme there. And they go, oh yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Do you know what I mean? That's I go, mad, isn't it? You, you stick to this because yeah. you deserve to be doing this. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a little bit in me. Yeah. I just write out. I do like a free write, really, yeah. as much as I can, yeah. and then edit it a little bit and look back through. But I'm going, oh, that that's nice. I did, that just fell into place. Thank <laughs> yeah. God. And yeah. Yeah. You read it back, or even I've done a track where it's been mixed and mastered and so on. Yeah. You listen to it back and you go, oh, I rhymed that by accident and so on. So it's, <laughs> it just falls into place. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose in that time where hip-hop was coming through, yeah. DJing's coming into the prime, yeah. there, there would have all been discovering at the same time that's right yeah so everyone's running into everybody's it. running into it everybody's mm. getting into it. it everyone's wants to learn how to break dance mm. everybody wants to know how what did you exciting how time, did you how, how are you doing that how do you make you you know how do you do oh, that wave or you're how getting you, me like buzzing right yeah. now i'm getting pimples it, li it literally <laughs> I, I would i would say that that kind of that kind of like rubbed out any issues that i may have 
continued to like had to you know have to deal with I think that kind of crushed those and by the time you know I, I leave like Brooklyn's junior move over to like the, the big school mm. um, you know you, you're sort of well your confidence up then so you you know I've got my flat shoelaces in yeah. I've, I've got my uniform on but I've got my trainers with my flat shoelaces yeah, in yeah yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, I do I'm like you know and I'm like <laughs> right I'm, I'm just I'm here. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I've arrived. And I'm, my confidence is there. Plus, I've got me like me, me two older sisters and my brother. Mm. You know, so um, it was great. I think hip-hop really did, you know, help me through school. Yes. Literally. It's, I know it's a crazy thing to were say. You, but were it, you ever in trouble at school? Were you quite yeah. one of the good kids? or Yeah. Because in my head, I've got you <laughs> always playing music, headphones on, doing what you could to be out of the class. Yeah. Were you very musical at heart and that's all you yeah. really wanted to be doing? Yeah, quite quite scary. Yeah, you know, you don't realise it, do you, when you're young that you've that you've clicked into music. So, you know, obviously my brother's bringing all these like electro hip-hop records home and rapologist and electro one, two. They go up to like, I think they end up getting to like 20-something in the end. <laughs> And, um, you know, he's bringing all these records in and I'm pop locking, I'm playing them. I'm like, I'm sort of like, you know, learning the lyrics to the, to the tracks. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm going to school and this is all sort of frying around my head. So yeah, it, you know, you don't realize, but you just, you know, I think there's a point when you start to realize, oh, actually music is kind of a big part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And once you've is sort it just of a feeling, is it's that... a feeling. Yeah. And once you make that connection, everyone else makes that connection. Yeah. And then it becomes, you become like the music guy at school or whatever. So, so yeah. So it, you're at school and you're trying to throw yourself into anything musical. And then the same way, as soon as you go home, is it it's music. headphones on? Yeah. And then yeah. instrument bass or have you got your decks at this point? Well, no. So my mum had bought me, my mum and dad had brought me a guitar Legends. for my birthday when I was younger. And I was just like, <laughs> don't need that and they bought me a, a, a sort of boom box like a a double a twin deck um you know boom box yeah yeah boom box and it had like a it had like um a play side and a play and record side cool right and then it had radio and it had two woofers and a tweeter and uh and that's that was my thing it ran on batteries but you, you know obviously you plug it in as well yeah and um yeah and weirdly i'd so start um had to loop things on a tape deck so I'd have a one cassette tape that would be playing breakbeats or whatever, or a part of a track, and then I would like take the pause off on a blank cassette mm, tape. Yeah. Take the pause off, pause it at the end of the loop, rewind that back, play it again, and then catch the loop again. And I would do keep doing that, and I would, I'd just start out to loop things. Really? And, and a, a good friend of mine called Daniel Lawman, his mum had a had a had a one deck in her live in her kitchen that had like a left and right volume yeah. and a tone fader. It was one of those seven inch ones that drops the seven inch down and it plays it. You put it on the thing and it drops it down. Okay. Then the arm goes across and it, yeah. and it drops down and plays it. And we just basically sawed the spindle thing right down right. With, with a junior hacksaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, snapped off the thing and actually used, pulled on one speaker out and then used the level fader as a as an up and down wow. and we'd learned how to do you know by the by the age of like 14 15 we'd, we'd learn like some some of the like dopest cuts we'd like i'm eating mud at that <laughs> stage i'm outside picking up grass throwing sticks at my mate stones you you're you, might, doing... you might not have been born at that point no, mate, well, when definitely I not so, no. <laughs> so that that was kind mm. of like you know where it all really started the connection wow. like you know and i realized oh actually there's this thing that i'm sort of starting to get good at my mate daniel lum was dope at it as well really yeah but i took i actually took that deck from him took it home and hooked it up to my boom box and then that's what really got me 
flying on the scratching. But shout out to Daniel Lawman because he's... Shout out, yeah, mate. What yeah, a guy. Yeah. So you're 14. Do your mates want you to put on parties then? So so we haven't quite got my first set of decks. Yeah. I love this timeline, mate. It's this crazy. Is, this is one of my favourite stories it's, ever on this board. It's crazy. I love this. My good friend, my good friend Masood, um, when I started big school, um, Masood and there was Masood and Edgy mm. and another guy called Brez and another guy called Edgy. We had our own crew. They were a lot older than me, by the way. Right, okay. Mass was like three, uh, two years older than me at school. Mm. Uh, Brez was like same age as my sister, so quite a bit older than me. But um, yeah, like, you know, we'd, we'd sort of made friends, all had this hip hop thing in connection. Masood and Brez, by the way, amazing break dancers. They right. had like, you know, all the music you see on the Beat Street film. Yeah. Um, do you know the stars and the windmills and the flares? They had that all locked off completely. Seriously, dope, dope B boys. They were re they were really really dope. Yeah, like they was like they was watching all the they were getting VHS tapes from somewhere and just you know locking it all down. You know, wow. sort of in the mid early eighties. So by the time I met them, they were like flying, and then we built this little crew. Nice. So Mass was like, oh, you know, these beats you're looping up, these are really cool. Like I, I think I can rap, and then he started rapping. And was he good to start with? It was well, great. Yeah, yeah, great rapper, great rapper. Uh, yeah wow. we, we were called shades because because he was asian brez was white i was black there was another guy called <laughs> wayman he was he was chinese <laughs> this and, is great and then there's edgy who's also black and so we were called shades you know different shades yeah yeah I've got, I've, I've got the album cover in yeah. my head right now <laughs> like this is genius this is great and um, please get this again like um, how old you all are now was, make it happen just yeah, for a remake i know mate i know well we, we actually we actually ended up um getting to record in a professional studio wow. by the time I, I would say I was I think I had my my decks then I had my techniques by then so I reckon I would have been about like 16 or 17 mm -hmm. and then we actually got our first how did you session. get to be in a professional studio so I'm, I'm trying to work out how that happened but somebody booked it I'm, I'm not sure if it was Justin a friend of mine called Justin Roberts shout out to Justin Roberts yeah. but somebody had hooked it up in Nottingham really and a guy called Rob Virgo so he's the uncle of the well-known Virgo, the baseline house DJ from Nottingham. Links, man. Links. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Robert was working in the studio and uh, and we walked in, you know, like his kids walked in. I walked in with like two decks. Justin had a pile of break beats. Wow. We walked into the studio. Mass, he's only small. This yeah, Asian yeah. guy, Mass, he raps. He walks in. He's like, Wayman walks in. He's like, God, look at these dudes. Who are these guys? <laughs> and we set up all the stuff and then, you know, and we like, yeah, loop that bit there, put mm. that on top of that. Da, 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 da. And he's like, what? Well, it's like we dropped out of space sort of thing. Yeah. And then Mass went in and literally one take, you know, recorded his verse, which wasn't like 16 bars back in the day. You just rapped and rapped yeah, and rapped. Yeah, you know, I like that. Rap and just rap. So um, that was our first. So just said as much as you needed to say. Yeah, yeah. That's it's all cool. conscious stuff as well. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's a Muslim. So it was all, he was brought up with the From whole. the heart. Yeah, yeah. Brought up in, um, you know, uh, brought up as a, as a Muslim. So he was doing all the like conscious rap. I and, love it. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a copy of the track. Um, it, it's still, it's, you've I've got, still got a copy oh, of the track. Yeah. Brilliant. Please it's, do, man. It's I'll, really dope. But that was, that mm. was, that was our whole like, um, Again, yeah, I suppose like being really young, we, we sort of like realise, oh look, yeah, it's a hip hop thing. You know, it's it's actually keeping us out of trouble. I mean, from as young as the breakdancing thing, when I met them, you know, it kept us out of trouble. Because 
if you didn't have that in your life, if that was obsolete, would you have just been in just, fighting, just, trouble? Just walking around the streets. Really? Just, uh, you know, breaking bush out windows. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you go to the youth club, you're battling other guys, you're breakdancing, you're popping, oh, you're learning man. how to do it. You know, me and Matt would have like pop-in pop sessions. Do you, you still know, have these moves on you? Like, you still, when no, you're in a, a club, do you not give it a bit of a... Because you can be the embarrassing dad now. You can be the dancer in the background. I when something gets to like five, oh, six. Oh, you've got to. And the friends come round, I'll start like breakdancing on the floor <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I can't wait for them days but I am the most dad dancey dad of all time yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna absolutely embarrass I don't know if I can be that cruel yeah. you've actually got to move so it's kind of that oh I'm embarrassed but he's a bit cool it, it won't be TikTok it was something else but yeah. it should be like TikTok and a dad like pop locking <laughs> oh on, mate on incredible but yeah that that journey like, like you know going back to what we was on about before I think hip-hop is you know i think it's really important for a like, big part of who you are and yeah. why you became the person you are today yeah yeah wow so this is exciting mate this is very exciting <laughs> uh, is there other podcasts out have you done many podcasts where you've gone into your history and background because it's fascinating I, i've done a little bit with bfg bfg has a has a clothing line called born big clothing he was doing a series of podcasts but we only touched on we, he only had a limited time of course so we grazed on my brother's influence mm. And some of the records that he brought into the house, which are like vary from Duran Duran to Level Forty Two to like you know Africa Bombard and the Soul Sonic Fours to yeah. like Grandmaster Melly Man and the Furious Five. It's like new romantic over to like soul funk, Dude. you know, like Shaka Khan, yeah, and yeah. Shalimar. It just it, it was my brother was into everything and he bought everything. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we we you know that 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 time when I was talking to BFG about it on his podcast, it was more of you know the sort of the different types of influences that sure you know that made me the dj that i am today hence but, hence the the, the the scattered you know music in my stream sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah. i'm playing really old dusties and then i'm playing like 80s funk and then i'm going back to hip-hop do you know what i mean so it's because that all that was so and what what is the age where you sort of define yourself as an artist and you know your niche or who you are as an artist where are you at this point i think i think that probably when i got my technique so that'd be 16 yeah okay yeah, about 16, had 17. you done a, an actual gig yet had you been on a stage no i i did i did i used to do the under 18s used to have under 18s um disco that yeah. you do <laughs> like once every few months uh, in Long Eaton at the Ledger Centre. I <laughs> love it. I love, I've just got the best image in my head ever. <laughs> and the ro- and we used to have a roller skating on a Sunday and the guys that would have the DJ set up there, they would say, oh yeah, come up and oh, have a mate. scratch. So, um, so I did bits on those parties and that's where the confidence and the belief in actually... I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I've got my decks at home and I'm practising pretty much every day. Yeah. You know, I did all right tonight up there maybe i could and i think i got yeah i got my first resident was was a um an under 18s disco yeah. thing that would happen in stapleford uh once a week and i would do that and take my records down on my deck set up and do it and that's where it all sort of began would that be like an entry-level deck set uh, it was by that time I had my Technics. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. I, I was quite fortunate. My sister, shout out to my sister Gillian. Yeah. Um, I'd started my I started apprenticeship engineering, so I followed suit with my brother Bro. and did a day release. Right. And uh, would go to college on Monday, then do the rest of the days in the factory working, and then I'd saved up all my my wages. I was like seventy five quid a week or something like that. Dude, back yeah, then. yeah. And I would chuck it in this little bucket thing and close it like this little box chuck it in leave it there and then i had the money for like one technics deck and then my sister says right now you've got the money for one i'll get the other one but you'll pay me 
I'll pay for it monthly and you pay me. You pay me. So shout out to my sister. Oh, Jenny. mate, that's giving me goosebumps she, as well. She, that's she, beautiful. So I got the two decks, the mixer, and then I was able to, you know, really go to it. So that was about 16, 17. How, how 17. inspiring is that story, though, for young people now? Yeah. You know, you, you realise, no, I do, I do need to graft because I've got that image in mind. I know what I want. Yeah. I think that's people's problem nowadays because yeah. they're too elusive in yeah. life and yeah. they don't know what they're after. But no, as yeah. soon as you go... I know what I like. Yeah. I've built my purpose. Yeah. This is how I'm going to attain it. Yeah. You've got the, the reason to go and do that shitty, I can say it, job. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, uh, I ended up falling in Thorntons for a while. Yeah. But I had no idea what I wanted out of my life or who I was, yeah. any passion at all. Right. So I'm just going, is this my life now? Is this what I do yeah. to go out on the weekend and be with my mates and try and get girls, yeah. get drunk, forget yeah. what we all got up to? <laughs> And just do that again. Is this really what we're going to do? <laughs> but if I'd have had that, no, I, I want to do this to get that money in because I want to get on stages and be a poet and perform yeah. and then eventually go into If I'd have had that set up, yeah. there would have been no chronic depression right. from working in that sort of industry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just finding them it's, it's, influences. It's weird, isn't it? Because it doesn't always dawn on you straight away. So, you know, like you say, when you was at Thornton's, amazing that you had the epiphany you had the, mm. the the light bulb came on momentarily and was like oh it didn't come on there though no <laughs> i just mean no i'm just meaning it <laughs> yeah. I, I wished i'd have had that all oh, right Do you know what i mean i yeah. wish i'd have thought of oh i've got this purpose set up right. i know what i'm doing yeah. but it no I, I i walked out of there in a strop uh threw everything over <laughs> sh shouted at the boss because i was dancing on the aisle right I, i'm the girl like you man yeah if i'm in a bad situation i'm going I'm going to make this as good as possible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having a laugh and then the guy goes, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, packing chocolates like everyone else. He goes, not like that, you're not. So I just remember, I was quite poetically, I started crying into a box of chocolates <laughs> and I'm packing them up. And the light bulb moment there was, F this. Yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not yeah. taking this sort of muggings yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I threw it away and then I went away, booked a ticket the next day to go to Australia for a year. That was it. I went, I need to get out of here. Amazing. Ripley is small town, nothing going on. Like it's pretty much where the EDL branched from. So Damn. it's very, very small town mindset. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was while I was away in South Africa, I lived in South Africa for a year Yeah. and I'd lost a friend to a knife crime incident when oh, I was God. away. And my dad called me, but that's where I started writing and writing came to me. I was still at 21, 22. Incredible. So I'd never had a passion, never had a purpose, nothing before. Yeah. But that was like, no, I've got something to say now. And I've yeah. always been scared of writing because of my dyslexia. Right. But I, I suffer with that as well. Mate, well, yeah. we're in. Yeah. So I was saying, you know, I, I was lucky to stumble on my purpose yeah. and my passion because of a horrific incident. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. And I got yeah. so, I was suicidal in my life, man. I got Jeez, really man. low. But yeah. what I'm saying for young people now, 15, 16, 17, yeah. if you could give advice to younger, if I could give advice to younger Mike and say, tr just try and find something about yeah. you. Yeah. Then when you're going into these industries, going into these places of work. Yeah you're going to get through a lot easier because you've got something to come out you've got with. got a purpose. Do you know what I mean? You always have to have a purpose. I think it's so real. There's a, there's a, there's a connection between me and you, which was that moment where your boss told you, you're not packing the chocolates like that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was at work, same thing. It was just a bark, bark, bark. Yeah. And a breaking point. 
you know, it was, I was yeah. engineering, it was tool making, it was, it's, you know, it's, it's a skilled job yeah. and, and, you know, no disrespect to those that are, it's well-paid school job, by the way, you yeah, know, yeah, really well-paid, you know, if you're making precision engineering, cylindrical grinding and milling and, mm. um, and that's what I was doing. But the gaffer I worked for made my working hours unpleasant right. and I had a breaking point and I came home and had a cry, a teary moment mm. with my mom in the kitchen and, you know, and I told my dad, look, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And they'll say, no, well, if it's, if it's getting you that down, we didn't yeah. realise it was getting you that down, knock it on the head. Do you know what I mean? And that was, it was weird because, you know, Supporting my mum and dad awesome. aren't always unified, but they were very unified in... That's amazing. Yeah, we don't want to see you coming home upset from work. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Tell him you, you're leaving and quit sort of thing and I thought Dude, oh, that, gonna... that's beautiful yeah man. I thought gonna go, no you need to get a, you know you need to keep your job you know da, 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 da. Yeah. so so and at that time I, I I did have my decks upstairs do you know what I mean yeah and I was sort of slowly becoming popular through you know there was the word was creeping out oh there's this guy from long eating that scratches yeah he's, he's quite good he's you know he's all right he's got some decks. And... Yeah, yeah 17 yeah so, yeah awesome. you know so um so yeah we have that in common that that yeah that moment, moment. you're talking about yeah it's 100%. very important I think you need I think you need that push. Yeah. Everyone needs that little push, you know. That. You need to go through hardship, yeah, you but do. you don't have to hit every branch on the way down. No, no. That's the thing yeah. a lot of young people now feel is I'll just make it on my own. I'll make it on my own. It's like you've not got enough time in the world to just make all the mistakes. Yeah. You need to make some and yeah. go through it, yeah. go through your pain, mm -hmm. but learn from others as well and For take sure. that wisdom that they've lived through yeah. and been from. So the story you told there, I was going... This is a really inspiring story. You were a young person. Yeah. You knew what you wanted. You had a passion here. Yeah. You got enough money here. And then you had a little bit of help with it too. Yeah. Beautiful. I yeah, think a lot of people sister. could take out from that. Yeah. Shout out to Gillian. She's, she's awesome. I was speaking to her the other day. She's she's lovely. She's just checking in. She's yeah, like, hey, see what hey, you're up with. Steve, you're all right. I'm just checking in. Nah, I was like, hey, up, babes, no you're right. to, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just checking in, babes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you you built up. You've got the this deck the that you paid for good good bit of money yeah 300 quid for the technics wow, back in back, back in, in there day. yeah and joe got the other one joe got me the other one um you know i remember i remember there's a shop in nottingham called superfy i think okay. it's just closed down just recently but um yeah walked in you know money down cash down for one joe goes right set up she set up the payment debit thing yeah. with them and uh and walked out with two wow two technics decks and and did you know what to do with them from then yeah you, you could you saw them and you thought i've done this on this kit yeah i know exactly what to do with these so so my good friend uh he was dj prophet his name's michael selby shout out to selby so many shout outs on the yeah. air so, so <laughs> i'm Sel tagging them all in it tag too. them all in yeah yeah so selby had had um again you know i lived this end of longy and he lived that end of longy and and then we was introduced to each other so mm. i went round to his yard and had a scratch and he was like yeah he's wicked You're do you in. know what i mean and he was he was wicked as well and so he gave me his old old set originally which are like a belt driven <laughs> set of decks yeah so then then it was like time to get the technics so then you know left school and you know we're leaving school and then started the apprenticeship jill goes like come on then let's get you you know got me money saved up let's get your techniques so shout out to selby because he you know he actually was the one that was like you know sort of you know really sort of helped me get the two decks mm. flying thing understanding order. that there's a mix between the two decks watching him dj and he had all the records all the break beats mm. so there's yeah there, there, there are key people in 
you know, my journey. You could have a book, couldn't you? Like yeah. your, your mentors on the way my and brothers, just give them all a section. Yeah, my brother most definitely. Gillian, obviously. Yeah. And my sister Alison as well. And um, and then, yeah, then there are these key hip-hop, you know, these people that are also doing hip-hop yeah. that I met along the way that helped me to, you know, get where I was getting to. So Emanates, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Builds out. Yeah, yeah. So then... At this age, you're getting ready to go into gigging and getting, what is it, uh, your own bit of a place to play? What yeah, do they call a it? venue or, but, or residency. Yeah, residency, that's residency, the word. I wanted yeah, to use yeah. your word, but I was like, I forgot it. <laughs> so, 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 that, that, that was, um, so that became into the sort of late, eight, well, like the early 90s. So I left school in 89. So 1991. Hmm. Yeah, so we're like 91 now, 92. So the rave things big oh so now we're you know the whole prodigy yes you know sl2 that whole thing that was starting to you know emerge and you know there was a lot of um sampling from hip-hop tracks in those in them songs so a lot of hip-hop djs and scratch djs yeah. sort of moved over right slip, slip map would be the most well-known one who yeah. scratched and come from the hip-hop scene but there's loads of them there's a ton of them dj sigh um, he was like scratching doing hip hop and he went over to that scene right. D2 he's from Nottingham um, they all sort of came through the hip hop thing and did the rave thing DJ Trade also did it as well Okay, amazing from Nottingham incredible scratch DJ these are some of my scratch heroes are they friends as well friends, I don't know Trade I've never got to meet Trade okay. but um, we have friends in common Joe Buddha was uh, Trade was Joe Buddha's DJ so um, DJ now I, scene's amazing yeah so now I'm quite you know sort of close with Buddha yeah. he he sort of if I do a video and send it to Buddha of me like mimicking a trade scratch he will send it to trade oh, and trade will wow. be like God, who's that and he's like oh he's one of your geek, yeah. geek fans from yeah. back in the day <laughs> geek fans so, so there, there, there's a there's a journey of, of uh, things that happen so my residency started when the rave thing sort of kicked in right so I'm doing the hip hop and the rave thing you know buying these records my brother's buying these records I'm buying them and hip hop records these hip hop loops are occurring in these rave tracks so that's what glues you your okay. ear to it and they would chop samples from like ultra magnetics mm. um i think the most well-known one from prodigy would be um i take your brain to another dimension yeah, yeah. play close attention that's from love it that, when that kicks that's in cool any Keith. party yeah that yeah. starts yeah yeah we're yeah. in oh <laughs> all that was taken from hip-hop so right so you know again you would imagine that liam uh, is it liam the pr producer from prodigy yeah he's obviously a hip-hop guy as well also so they're making these great tracks mm. that are sort of hitting the, the sweet spot for the majority and also this hip-hop crowd over there that like, oh this is wicked like i know that breakbeat i know that sample mm. so you know you start going to these raves and then i met this guy called kgb who's still to this day i spoke to him literally the other day kgb was like putting on these events at a club called the low in derby it's wow. not there anymore it's okay. called the low club um and um and so again dave another friend of mine called dave and uh I forget his mate's name. Dave was like, oh, look, we know KGB. We're going to take you to KGB's house and you so can meet KGB. Together. And it. he's like, yeah. And me and him just clicked. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, right, Dave, you can piss fight the way, mate. Like, I've made this connection with this little dude. He's sick. Like, we're going to wow. we're gonna build something together. And KGB literally was like, right, I've got this night I'm doing. You know, I'm going to put you on these nights where we, you, know, you get to play like this hip-hoppy, ravey stuff. <laughs> And that was it. Literally, I was like pretty much within a few years of having my twelve tens. Not really much in it. I think. Mate. I, I think. I, I think it was like. I think it was like, like literally just turning eighteen. This is incredible. He's like scooped me up from Longeaton and, and throw me into a club, 
at 18, at 18 and you're basically doing exactly what you'd ever want to be doing yeah, yeah. at that age scratching yeah and over this like fast scratching as well at that mm. time you know so um big shout out to kgb he's that threw you into it yeah he, he's definitely on the list of important people I, I want you to write a book mate of mentors <laughs> and just do a whole chapter on each of these people because yeah. they sound absolutely incredible and yeah. so important and yeah i think so many people could benefit from having one in their life at yeah. least so i was so lucky i had a ton of them though. i'm saying now you've had so many of these influences and great people in your life yeah do you get to be that now have you had yeah. a lot of opportunity to to yeah, give that i am i have a student currently well i'm skipping a lot of years now yeah we won't I've stay there i'll come back I'll, I'll bring us back but <laughs> i have a student right now it fits in sweet with what you just said there yeah. his name's nico nico gray um i actually know his mum joy and um my missus used to look after his younger brother and sister at nursery. She used to work for treetops. It's mad. The, the connection's insane. You know, mm. it's just like, you know, and when she seen me and Amy together on our photo, she was like, Oh yeah, I know Amy. She used to look after Nico's br brother and younger brother <laughs> and stuff. So Nico's <laughs> learned how to DJ and, um, yeah, we've just clicked. Yeah. And I'm like, literally not just the dj tutor he's coming with me to my gigs huh. he comes to my house we sort music out this is stunning yeah i i'm like yeah i think i'm like what kgb was for me only only kev wasn't really teaching me how to dj kgb wasn't teaching me how to dj but what he did is he he literally took me from the bedroom and doing like little parties here and there mm. around long Eaton to a nightclub do you know wow. what i mean and how many would you say are at this event well oh the low club hold about 400 people oh. it had like a bridge that went across the top where the decks were so you look down and people behind you in front of you and then the bars around the bottom and um yeah he literally threw me up on top Paint of me the a bridge. picture then as well what you're looking out onto so i'd be i'd have the decks would be there and i'd be looking down and yeah. just be like you know the low would be people. full of people was like, it madness madness yeah was absolutely it? threw me right into the you know he trusted me more than I trusted myself. You know, he'd seen what I was doing in the bedroom. You know, we would go to his flat. Huh. Um, he lived, he lived, um, he lived at this place. I always, it's always funny joke how he's had with him. It was called Bedrock Bikes. It was like a motorbike shop and he lived like in the flat next to it or above it or whatever. Mm. And um, yeah, we'd go there and he had like a wall full of speakers because he hired uh, speakers out. So he had all, had all these huge speakers hooked up to his decks and we would have like, we'd scratch for hours and hours and mix like these rave songs and scratch over them and put sets together wow. for hours and hours. And we clicked and he mm. was like, right, I'm putting you on these nights. And he threw me in. Eventually it, it turned from the low to the red zone, which was like, you know, which was the old Ritzy in Derby. Yeah. It's like 1500, you know, 12, 1500. So it went, you know, I went from like sort of 400 <laughs> capacity to like big venues and doing Dude. events in like Burton on Trend that was like in massive like halls with like a 2000 people in. And, so stunning. You know. I mean, it's interesting because when you're in a click, say the, the DJ scene, the music scene, whatever yeah. scene, they're all very different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The way you're describing the DJ scene, it sounds so inclusive. Yeah. Everybody just seems together. 
Does it get a bit clicky? Does it get a bit weird? Are there people that are yeah. e are egos flying about? Yeah. Or yeah, how? And what? And I would imagine maybe when I was younger, I'd probably not noticed it as much, just being in the bubble that I was in. Yeah. And sort of being a little bit dizzy also. Do you know yeah. What I, mean? I was like a bit naive dizzy. to it. Just, like, just oh. taking it on. Yeah. I was like meeting all these people like, oh, this is fever. He's decorated. Oh, right, mate. Right, I'm I'm so and so, and you're like, yeah. oh, mate, and you, you Kev's me introduced me to all these people a lot older than me as well. So I'm just like sort of a little bit dizzy and a little bit like just trying to get my head around what's happening. And so I think the egos were around, but you know, I was just in this beam of light and a little bit dazzled, you know, yeah. by the light, not really paying attention to any, maybe any hate that was knocking around. I get you. I couldn't really see it at that time, but I think now, you know, ah. I think, I think as I've got older and been in the scene a lot longer, you, you, you start to notice things more now. That's fascinating. So, that actually, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah so. uh, I, cause I really valued, um, my naivety going into poetry because it's beautiful, isn't it? getting on a stage and performing, I just, it didn't matter who I met, say even John Cooper Clark's there or yeah, whoever yeah. you'd be on the way. And they're like, do you know, you've just spoken to him going, no, just a person I really enjoyed their set or whatever. I mean, I've seen John Cooper Clark on the bigger stage, but yeah. I'd still be meeting Amazing. artists that people go, oh, do you know who that was? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have that in my heart. I just enjoyed what I was doing. Yeah. And then I, I think you nailed it then. The, the longer you get into it, I had a mate and he goes, you're a bit naive, you know. <laughs> and seen it as a, a bad thing and treated yeah. as a bad thing. No, it's Whereas not. I'd hurtle myself into all opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But then when I started getting a bit um, thoughtful of the places I was at and yeah. I was get, I'd get nervous towards people then. I was yeah. going, oh, that's a bigger name. <gasps> I've got to treat it like this. Yeah, yeah. And it, it turned my head on it. And I yeah. started losing the love for the the thing that got me into yeah. the way out of feeling shit yeah i genuinely lost yeah. a bit of love for it in that regard because i, I twisted on his head right. i've seen it in a yeah. different way yeah that yeah. makes sense totally makes sense i mean the thing is it's it's a weird one because you know when you when you get into these things you know i don't believe anybody is premeditating or predicting anything mm. i think you can to a certain point. Yeah. You can sort of say, well, I'm, you know, I want to do this. This is how I want to do it. This is the music I want to play, blah, blah, blah. But you can never really 100% know how this is going to work out. Mm. So when, you go, when you're going into it, you are always going to be a bit blinded. Yeah. You know, especially as quick as it sounds like me and you were sort of thrown into things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are going to be dizzy. I think I would always say it's good to be blind and naive to the, negative parts of it yeah yeah i think it's action. beautiful i think that's i think that's the most i think that's like the most innocent great thing that can happen to you is that you can just be like you know if you are djing and you're smashing it and somebody behind this you it's just great yeah <laughs> it's just great because you're in your vortex yeah and no one's you know wherever the negative energy Fantastic is it, it can't get in can it you mm. know what i mean whilst you're in your in your moment yeah so um i think for me now it's it, it comes in weird forms not so much like you know, not so much like evil stares or, you know, or, 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 or you know, or off-putting yeah. comments or anything. It more comes in like behavior, just, just, just odd little behaviors that happen mm. from time to time. So, um, yeah, a couple of DJs that I taught and spent a lot of time with scratching, like that don't, don't, don't talk anymore, just stop speaking. Okay. So, you know, it's in there their behavior. Foods. There are those Well, it's feelings. just in their behavior. So, yeah. you know, and because I'm a, a good energy person, yeah. I always try to keep my energy positive. 
and try and keep it good. I like, I like that idea though, the balance factor, you know, yeah. stay blind to the negative. You've got your eyes a little open, you know where you're at, you can structure yeah. yourself and yeah. navigate yourself, yeah. but it doesn't stop you in your tracks either. No, I no. think there's a, an awesome fine tune to be had there. Definitely. And I think I've just resurfaced that a little bit after the COVID days, to be honest, yeah. man, because I was getting a bit too tuned in and yeah. trying to make it like everyone does this make it quest yeah. <laughs> and then I, I went back and had a word with myself during covid and i was like but now you're just stressed now you're just over trying yeah and you're trying to speak to certain names and do certain things and it killed it yeah but then you go why did you start in the first place oh because it felt incredible it was the yeah. feeling again yeah and i've gone back with that attitude yeah. and made myself a little naive to what i was before but then i'm going i'm just going to do it for the love of it again yeah. do it for the love of it it's my favorite band song uh, do it for the love of music it's got to be for the love. Drop. <laughs> yeah it's got to be for the love yeah you know the love comes first and then the perks come after mm. you know when it, you know it, i'm quite spiritual so it, you know if, if if it's if it's going to happen you know and you apply yourself to it and you speak to your inner yeah and tell yourself that's what you're going to do it'll all fall in place it does yeah. and, and and that and that kind of like offsets the other stuff you know mm. what i mean it kind of falls by the wayside the, the people that don't speak to me anymore that i used to have you know good Close relationships with, with yeah it it kind of like it's weird because it's like i've not spoken to them for that long and they're, they're sort of that distant from me now it's almost like Oh, cool. it's all right i'm all right yeah but my heart's always open you see yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a shut the door type of person i'm always my front door's always open i always say to my friends like you know like littles and everyone front door's always open mate you know pop around when you're ready do you know yeah. what i mean and that's literally like you know I th and i'm quite i'm quite empathetic actually towards those people yeah. that get angry and are on that make it train yeah because i felt it too so i can yeah. understand it now i can go oh it, it doesn't feel comfortable does it no so when you're watching them really tenacious and on their path and quest of becoming this thing yeah it can be a very lonely when you end up getting there anyway yeah. but stressful getting there as well and it's just an uncomfortable train on the way yeah, it is, yeah. so I, I look at them and i, I don't think oh you twat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, yeah. get back on here but yeah. i'm just thinking bless it, it can't feel good no no and uh, yeah have you have you been there have you have you felt that then or well, did no, you stay quite pure throughout i, I tried to stay quite I love pure it. i mean because I, I wish think... we were mates when I... <laughs> <laughs> could have done with that you know because <laughs> yeah, i mean for me it was like you know something that you love doing you know it's like how many you know especially when i first started getting money from it when it's the first yeah when somebody gave me my first invoice env and... envelope oh, with some cash yes. i'm like oh cheers mate i'm like I felt like I had not done anything. I felt like you just give me some money. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, obviously we don't do it for the money, but that, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like, you, you've, you've been loving this thing all your life up to this point. And then all of a sudden someone taps you on the shoulder and hands you an envelope with some money yeah. in it. I think that's, that's the secret. Yeah. Is to stay focused yeah, on this thing that you love doing. Awesome. And then, you know, everything just, it's like a, it's like a really complex, like, thing that just all falls in place do you know what i mean yeah it's dead hard to explain i was watching interstellar the other night oh what a film oh, what a mad film and it was like it was it, you know I'd, I'd watched it i've seen it like probably five times already but i was just like packing shutting down my laptop to go upstairs to go to bed and i was just thought let me just flip through what see what's on sky movies yeah. or whatever sci-fi and i got sci-fi i've got the um We've got the uh, the stick, you know the um, oh yeah, fire the, bar stick. the bargain TV thing. Okay, yeah. So we've yeah. got like over like everything, about two thousand channels, anything right? you need. So I was like scrolling down, I seen yeah. sci-fi for oh, and I seen Interstellar. I was like oh, 
And you've not where... watched it before? Oh, no, I've seen it five oh, times God, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was it's just like, so, oh, yeah. where? I wonder where it is. I thought, I've just got to see where it is before yeah. I go upstairs to bed. Yeah. I was meant to turn the telly off and go to bed, but no. I was just like, click. This is all coming back to what we were talking about before. But it was that scene when, um, where, he's, where he's been propelled into like, an infinite access of time, right? Yeah. And and it's a bit deep to go here in this Please conversation. Do, man. We're, but, we're but, far enough in to go deep. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm watching it again, yeah. about the sixth time I've seen the scene. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, this is really weird. Like, you know, it kind of, it's relatable because, you know, without actually being at point B, when you're at point A, you're sort of thinking, this is what I want to do. Mm. And, you know, you're sort of like, in your mind, you're, working yourself to mm. this point yeah and then by the time you get to point b you don't realize you're at point b you're on a stage scratching cutting up yeah looking down at like 400 people and you're like oh right i'm here really yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at point yeah. b it's a little bit interstellar what you're saying do, yeah. do you get what i mean like That's a great way of putting it do you get what i mean like Definitely. you know you was there looking at yourself you know closing your eyes at night time imagining yourself djing in front of people and then yeah. before you know it you're actually doing it i think i've had different timelines i think i had that moment of discovery yeah so within three months i, I played a russell brand gig i was on a russell brand stage Dope. doing a poem that's amazing I, i've met the rizzle kicks uh, and performed on one of the stages with the rizzle kicks that's sick. And, and they're not name drops but it re it was just a a really quick timeline because i allowed it to happen because i was naive but i was hurtling into everything yeah 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 and that's the thing when it become clunky and i wasn't getting the opportunities or right. i was it's when i was overthinking it right i'm really trying to piece it together and go yeah. okay now i've done well i've n i've got the website and the name yeah so now i'm gonna work it out and put myself where i want to be right and that's where it started to go oh no that doesn't quite work <laughs> yeah. and gel so yeah, yeah. i think how you just explained that then yeah i'm gonna clip that bit of the podcast out and keep playing it back every time i fall out of position <laughs> it was dead weird so I was like, that's brilliant yeah. that's a great way of just seeing that just it. seeing that moment just ironically just about to turn the telly off flicked through seen interstellar clicked on it just to see where it was yeah it's one of my favorite movies clicked on it was like oh shit my it's favorite. been in that state my of flow isn't it yeah and it's just like cool. oh look this and i thought oh that's weird in it because i remember this is a bit weird it's like when you when you pick yourself doing something mm. and then you're doing it yeah like, you yeah. know a year later or, or or a month or so later mm. and i think there's a lot to be to be taken away from like that inner vision yeah yeah and you know and that belief in yourself yeah. and then it's like the secret yeah it is isn't it yeah, yeah it really is yeah. like the secret and, yeah. and i think when you you tune into it you picture it you know what you want yeah. but then you just flow with it and you, yeah. you allow it to become yeah and you don't try and overwork don't force it, it yeah. force it that's yeah. the word yeah, yeah I, I, I love that and <laughs> can you remember them times then where you, your best moments where you've been there in like, thousands maybe Mate, I, <laughs> I had gone, a, what am i doing here? i had i had the most craziest interstellar moment in yeah. dubai <laughs> so <laughs> i love you man <laughs> it was it was insane and it actually i've spoke to shout to funky t i had a had a conversation with my friend funky t he was uh, through the through the lockdown he was having a few ups and downs and um and we spent a lot of time on the phone talking um and it was therapeutic him talking to me you know because he's quite an intelligent guy he's yeah. quite quite you know, quite good vocab and tuned in very tuned in so i was explaining to him um because we was talking about, um, you know, that inner voice and all the rest of it and just, you know, telling yourself, 
you know, and telling yourself over and over again and then, you know, sort of walking it and then yeah. making it happen. And we were having that conversation. I said to him, you know, I, I had a crazy dream when I was really young. Well, when I was very young, I had my dread. So a bit older now, okay. about 20, 21, maybe 22. Back in the time. Still line. living at my mum's. Yeah, still living <laughs> at my mum's. I wasn't independent yet. I was still a bit of a scallywag uh, living at my mum's. And um, yeah, I had this dream of um, sort of being on a stage that was on a stage. It was weird. Very, very sort of um, vivid, very specific. Meta. Yeah, very specific. Yeah. And um, and there was like thousands of people in front. And um, it was only a quick vision. But back then I used to like pray a lot and sort of ask God to give me things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes selfishly as well. You know, oh God, I want this. Or God, I, want I need another scratch mixer. Or God, I need a... But I remember really like, I used to pray a lot to DJ. I was like, oh look, I really want to do this. Okay, so you know, go from materialistic to, to sort genuine, of Genuine, like my real. heart is really yeah. in the prayer. Like I'll, oh, I want wow. to, this is what I want to do. I want, you know, can't you make this work for me sort of thing. And I remember having this dream like of like DJing, it was like a stage on a stage. It was very weird. And then um, yeah, we was in Dubai, me and BFG, and it was an Autism Rocks event. And um, it was Flow Rider and Tiger. Um, and we was opening, we was in between the two acts, <laughs> DJing. And so BFG had, got off, had come off the stage. We had four decks up. He decided he was going to grab the mic and hype the crowd up. And I was going to DJ. And obviously, you know what it's like on these big events. You know, they, they have like the techs will, will sound check you on your stage, slide you off, and then would already have a drum kit, you know, keyboard, his stage would be slid out, his keyboards would be all set up, they'll plug him in, he's already been sound checked and it's all digitally sorted on a desk yeah. at the other end, right? So they just recall the settings. So they were sliding out the Flow Rider uh, band and their DJ and they were over there setting up and B was like down off the stage that we was on up elevated up on the stage do you yeah. know what i mean so i'm like playing like you know like you know paris you know kanye west and jay-z and there's like thousands i mean it's like i think it was like about fifteen thousand, you know something like that it was, crazy. It was, like, a, it was like the autism rocks arena so it was like a, an arena full of like kids going nuts dude and i'm playing all like pretty much like my student set and bfg's on the mic hyping them up and um and right at that moment i was like you know when you get that weird like mm. Wait, I've why have I been here? I've been here already. I've done this. Mm. Like I've 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 seen this already. Or I've done it already. It's dead weird. It tripped oh, me out for flipping dude. ages, man. Spun really? me out. Yeah, man. Spun. Was that just a moment where you felt it? Or so I was. Yeah, I was in the middle of that? I was in the middle of mixing. I actually, threw my mix as well. Um, really? Because I was like, oh, wait, what's you going had on? a bit of an existential. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing this in a dream. In the dream. Like literally identical. Like up on a stage. On yeah. a stage. And um, yeah, I was telling Funky T, and it, you know, it spun him out. It was like, oh my god, he's like, that is correct. That again, yeah. the goosebumps yeah, moment yeah. came. Uh, yeah. How did you tune back in from that? Well, it, you... I, it, I think it, it kind of muted me for a bit. I was a bit like, I went off. What's powerful? We, that's, yeah, it really is. Yeah, that it, is wild. Yeah, I was trying to like, you know, it's a lot stronger than deja vu. No, it <laughs> is. It is. It is. I had this dream. No. I'm living it out. What does that mean? The dream state is to reality state uh, <laughs> parallel. <laughs> Mate, yeah, that's fascinating. I, I couldn't obviously because I couldn't work out what you know what had just happened. Yeah. So it threw me a little bit, but yeah, once we finished that set, you know, I was sort of like, I was a bit like, you know, it was like we go up to the bit, get food and drinks, and we was watching, um, you know, Flair Rider perform from the back. Nice. And I was just like, 
trying to process what's just happened what's just happened yeah it really really did trip me out man mm. so um the conversation with funky t was really like i think there is something there if you can if you can tell yourself and control your mind mm. and tell it what you want to do right i'm going to focus on this i'm going to do it this finds its i think it kind of, i think the universe kind of moves out of the way and I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I've got a spiritual heart and yeah. I think that is a factor of life. Yeah. And as, the moment you step outside of your truth or your authentic self or yeah. where you're supposed to be, yeah. I think that's very telling too. And yeah. it's not always wise to find a connection in everything yeah. because you can drive yourself a bit mad. Yes, yeah, in Coincidences in every factor. <laughs> yeah. I've got friends like that. Yeah. Love them to pieces, but I'm like... <laughs> just calm down a bit now. Can we just play FIFA or do something else? Because <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> they just want to go, oh, that means this and that. And I'm going, you're going to run yourself out of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part or the, the main part where you can tune in and go, oh, that feels like this is a, a sign now. Yeah. I'm going to use that because I know where I want to be. Yeah. And it's come back all the way back around to that knowing what you want. Really yeah believing in thinking out having that process yeah. and then allowing it to flow just allowing it to flow mm. it's a desire that's deep inside you see and it's what you want to do yeah yeah you, know, you probably speak to athletes uh, you know people that uh, you know that won like you know 10 gold medals you know at the olympics you know what i mean mm. they've all probably had a moment where they've like I in the middle of training there's a great um is it michael phelps the swimmer uh, yes my friend always reminds me on this and they, he got asked because during when he won all the gold medals, yeah. he had four in the Olympics. Did he win? I thought, was it seven? Did he Might have been, yeah, seven in the way more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I sold you out. If you're watching this, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he was um, swimming and on his last lap, uh, his goggles all filled up with water. And the interviewer said, uh, how do you feel um, overcoming that hurdle? Or how did it feel basically swimming blind? And he said, it was just how I felt it'd be anyway. I knew I was going to win. He'd already channeled it. He'd already had it in his heart, in Isn't his mind. Amazing. He knew he was going to win it. Love it. So he won it. And he just said it felt felt the same. And I thought, Love wow. It. That's, Love it. That's powerful, that's man. cool, isn't it? Yeah, powerful. And it, it just meta-programmed himself so far into this state of this is mine yeah. I've, I've trained exactly how i needed to train yeah. i've become the person i needed to be for this moment yeah. i feel at the optimum of my game yeah this is it now yeah. it doesn't matter what comes my way we're, we're doing it i'm winning this i loved it I've got I've the best that. times on the board i'm gonna do this yeah yeah yes yeah, so. and, and, and it's great you know telling yourself you know i think that's i think that's something that's maybe that belief I mean, we're in a different age now because obviously for us, we grew up in a not so much of a digital world. Mm. So I think, wouldn't blame it on digital technology, but I think kids have a few more distractions today yeah, yeah. and it doesn't allow them to tap in to the in, you know, the inner thing, yeah. you know, that voice, you know. That's, a, that's I, so true. I think yeah. they, they don't tap into it, you know. I, I teach at um, Clifton Youth Club, um, the Clifton Young People Centre. So I have the I have two sessions on a Tuesday and one on a Wednesday. Yeah. And the kids come in and, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, I get a sense of a vibe that they're just not bothered about anything. Mm. They'll just have a go at that, I'll have a go at that. Oh, I'll have a mess about, I'm not really bothered. You know, and some of them are talented. There's one guy called Trey, he's really good writes his own raps, but he's kind of not bothered. Mm. You know, he'd rather run in and out of the room and mess about. And, and I think, and you know, rather, and one of them's got the phone in there all the time yeah. was on his phone. So I think, you know, for us, you know, I said to him when I was your age, you know, I was, I would have loved to have had a studio yeah. and a guy 
breaking down how to make music yeah. and, and, and all the rest of it. And I think like, you know, yeah, the, the, the times have changed. I was going to say, it must feel them. quite alien for you because yeah. you from 30, younger, just having this thirst and building it up and then getting that job and making it happen yeah. to then see the now times where they have got these opportunities thrown in front of them in some essence and they squander it a little bit it must hurt your heart to a degree do you feel that it's weird it's like I I talk to the other other staff members and just say you know it's weird because you know I would imagine there is a kid there is a child somewhere Mm. that's dying for this ready for this yeah Yeah. but the majority of the ones that are coming through a little bit like how do you tap into that botheredness (sighs) Do you, do you know, do you, do you, how do you get back there? Is it, uh, have I we think, just gone too far? Have, we, have think, we tipped the scale? I think so. You know, because... Uh, Which is sad to say, isn't it? I mean, mate, I, I, my job is to always have belief yeah. in those kids. Yeah. Every time they walk through that door, my energy is 100% for them. Like, come on, guys, here's some pen and some paper here. Let's get some lyrics down. Let's get something recorded on one of these beats. You know yeah. what I mean? That's my energy. Yeah, I can, I can imagine but, um, already. You know, you, you, you can't help but what's niggling around at the back of your mind, which is like, yeah. these guys don't even know whether they want to... I try not to go into that side of my mind as much <laughs> yeah. as possible, but yeah, when real talk comes out, you go, ooh. Because I, I was employed by my football club recently to yeah. go and film them. Yeah. And, you know, I love football back in, until my accident, you know, yeah, I yeah. could have been the one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like my dad, semi-pro, <laughs> but we, uh, I, I went back and it just felt a bit different because yeah. it, it didn't seem to be about the football at the minute right. because they'd just got this lad who was a famous TikToker and he's right. reached like two mil on TikTok Damn. or something yeah. and he's getting stupid views. Yeah. So I'm just there, gimbal shotting him. There was what the first training session. This is a training session on a local park. There was a couple of lads who'd yeah. noticed him. Just sort of, do you call them road men? I don't know yeah, what you yeah, call yeah, them. Yeah. Well, you, you got the image. You got the image. They sat there and somebody shouted, "That's that's so and so." I don't know if I say his name or not. Yeah, 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 yeah from TikTok. <laughs> but that's yeah. the TikTok star. Yeah, and then. I saw a few getting together and they were all getting excited. Yeah. I, I'm not making this up. By the end of the training session, there was probably like a hundred more just kids come down to see him. And all they wanted to get a glimpse of is this TikTok star. And they just wanted to get a, a video, a picture. And the thing is, the guy in real truth, real honesty, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but no talent whatsoever. It's all about the uh, the fact that he's got no talent is the, the funny element. And yeah. I, I, I saw it turn into a bit of a bullying thing oh, right. that's what i felt so right, so yeah. then kids are coming every sunday to just get a glimpse of what he's up to and what he's doing and to get a video of it because if they can get a funny video out of it that's gonna get views they put it on tiktok they and get, then they get the views yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is all they care about it's not what you were talking about which it's was making scary. me smile so much at the yeah. start of the podcast yeah. about having a passion bopping finding a talent collaborating yeah amazing things it was i want to get a glimpse of this guy get a funny little snap little video shot pop it on here and it just, it feels so weird, weird, so saturated, so contrived. So, and I get quite passionate about it. And it I'm doesn't going, it doesn't feel like it's, sure. it's it doesn't feel like it's part of anything real, does it? That's 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 the thing. Well, the, the passion factor and the purpose factor the purpose, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? But and, and but that's their life, you see. Yeah. Man. That's where they are. Yeah. The views, you know, having the look, the comment. People mm. read comments and get upset with the comments and stuff and and all the rest of it and and, and aren't able to sort of separate themselves from. The 
this digital yeah. app, this app. So, so this is you and me and Ty and all these people that are going into education, schools, and trying to sort of tap back in and go, hey, guys, remember the thing? Yeah. Are you... Are you optimist about it or, or is the real side just going i don't know if this is if it's if, if it's we can avoid this if it's yeah I, I, I think i think i mean it's horrible to say it, it can't be fixed now because we're yeah. too far gone yeah i believe i believe things could change is it is it but i'm, I'm thought of merging it then somebody's gonna have to be somebody's gonna have to come that they look up to yeah and want to change it mm. you know it's not going to happen overnight it's going to be a gradual thing a new trend where you don't and do this or you don't do that many or, people i suppose and, and then yeah and then millions of people will be like oh this is really cool like we know yeah. we don't do that anymore that's not cool do you know what i mean yeah. and, and and slowly because i'm noticing with music um i took my i took barney we've got i've got a sprocker he's half uh, spring and half cocker spaniel nice uh and he's uh his name's barney he's two years old it's right love him it's right scallywag taking around west park in long gear and anyway i'm walking around there with amy and baby and as we get round, I'm, I'm like hearing this beat pattern that's dead familiar i'm like that sounds like juicy like you know by two mate you know mm. um you know the sort of it's like an 80s band i'm like oh this, that can't be it's like it's all kids skateboarding around here they've got like a skateboard rampant yeah as i get closer it's like you know the original sample to juicy like biggie smalls and they're listening to like 80s soul yeah, and funk yeah. so i catch wind that this is coming back for the mm. younger kids. They're listening to old 80s tracks, old school hip hop and mm. old 80s hip hop. So this is coming back in. And obviously like, you know, I suppose when I met Ty and Nay, well, I already knew Nay and I already knew Ty, but once I'd first seen them together as, as the local healers, yeah. I was like, oh mate, they're making hip hop. Yeah. You know, real hip hop. Yeah, real, like samples. Yeah. And I was like, oh mate, I've got to tap into this. Yeah. So I put a comment in, I think I DM'd, Ty or Nay was like, look, I want to get involved, mate. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's going to be a trend where we come back to what we would consider normality. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be a trend. Right. Whether it's going so to... like a pendulum swing. Yeah. Mm. Whether, it, whether it's going to, you know, bring them, their mind state back to where our minds were. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe we are just the weird ones now. Maybe we are the that's, weird ones. That's all I can think, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, because I am in that the nineties and growing up through that. Yeah, maybe you always look in nostalgia in this happy, yeah. go lucky way. Yeah, and it's not as rose painted as you made it. Yeah, but I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. And you, know, you know, just 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 recently, Nas had has a, um, two albums. He did one last year. This year, just dropped the second part of it. It's called King Disease One and Two. Two mm. just come out, and um, obviously Nas being you know, Illmatic, 90s, boom back sort of God yeah. or whatever. Um, I think that, you know, he's always had this um, uh, this notion that he's beat picking and his production choice isn't great. Mm. But this young producer, and I mean young, I think he's in his 20s, called Hit Boy, who's done stuff for Drake and Lil Wayne and all these guys. For traditionally, you know, trappy hip hop yeah. with, with like synthetic drums. He's tapped into samples and you know boom bap hip-hop and got with nas and actually created these two really dope albums right mm. so i do think that you know once somebody that's young merges yeah or taps into what was before 
and then they make it cool, mm. you know, because I think Hit Boys made Nas cool again. It's crazy to say that because Nas yeah. has never been not cool for me. Yeah. Always been one of the, he's always in my top five of greatest rappers of all time. 100%. And 100%. But, you know, it's took this young guy called Hit Boy to make Nas back into well, that's the... got him his first Grammy. Yeah. You know, he actually got him his first Grammy. So, so yeah. this young, young entity mixed with this old school veteran mm. the merge together and i think that might be the secret once somebody young breaks the today's trend you know the drill yeah yeah you know the stuff that we're talking about yeah you know or not really bothered so it about goes anything. back to the history of it yeah yeah the, the, the birth of it yeah yeah and goes right okay I, I really like these elements and then can implement it yeah we're gonna have this new fresh feel this is yeah it sounds new to you guys but i've tapped in you know my uncle yeah. showed me this or my you know, my granddad showed me I'm this. I'm relaying it back to your I, language yeah, as well. Yeah. And, and I think, it back to I think, to you. I think Hit Boy's done that for Nas. I think yeah. he's like come in, glued in with him, locked in, they've hit a sweet spot. That's awesome. And it's merged this great music, yeah. which is like a boom bap sort of slash what Hit Boy would normally do. Mm. And now now all the younger crowd have really tapped back into Nas again. And he's sort of got the you know most popular album of this year. And, and then they can get back to all his archive stuff and yeah. then getting all the conscious lyricism right. again and go, oh, okay. Yeah. Open the library. <laughs> the world isn't just TikTok then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. And I, I am I'm really nuanced with social media. Um, I don't think it's the, the devil. I no. really don't. No. I think the way I see social media is you've got to use it. Yeah. It can't use you. No, no. And we've allowed that to now yeah. be a part of us. Me, Chris, yeah. and baby but yeah. she's not on it yet yeah. <laughs> but um i do a thing called post and ghost wicked so everyone's going to me you're always so busy on social media how the hell do you live your life yeah and i'm just feeling actually i, I schedule everything yeah i pop it up i do my little bits i've got to do and then i'm out of there ghost i've gone yeah go post and ghost <laughs> yeah. i think uh, that could be a new thing people start to implement yeah but honestly that's significantly dramatically changed my life and, and how I feel because yeah. I was too elusive with it. I right. was just in, I thought, oh, I do want to promote the business, but yeah. maybe we want to look cool as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put this little bit on and I'd just be in a, a, a loop of a constant scrolling and then, oh, yeah. like, if I like theirs, they might like mine. Yeah. If I share theirs, they share mine. Yeah. You, you're just tacticalizing all these weird things. Yeah. And now you've gone, no, have it to promote the business put it out there, put whatever you want up and then go. Yeah. That's let, where I'm at with it. And let the people tap into it. Yeah. And let them, you know, I think, I think that's a, that's a big thing. Some of the MCs I talk to get a bit funny if one, another artist doesn't share yeah, their posts and, and, it, and, 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 you know, I laugh because it's, it's a bit of, that's a bit of an alien thing to me. Yeah. If yeah. I, if I, if I've got a new track with Stan Crookhead and I put it on my, I share it. Yeah. Um, and, no one else shares it. I'm not mad at nobody. No. I'm absolutely no. not mad at anybody. It's there. If you want to go to Spotify and, and grab the song or listen yeah. to it or go to YouTube and watch the video, knock yourself out. I've put it up there so you know it exists. Yeah. And you can go and knock yourself out. Yeah. But I think there is a there is a sense of, oh, if you don't like mine and I've liked yours, I'm going to be a bit upset with you. Yeah. I think they're just too plugged into it <laughs> at that case. I think you're, really, you're too alert on it. If you just go, I've created something I'm proud of. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm happy it's out in the ether, and and that's the a piece of content then forever. Yeah, people in five. To, I had something lovely the other day. I did a podcast, a different podcast. It's called Words and Wisdom. Right. And we actually sort of have more of a structure. So we pick right. a topic. Yeah. We'll speak about depression or whatever. Yeah. And there was one that I'd recorded. It must have been two years ago. <laughs> maybe a year and a half. So. Yeah. But this guy. Uh, got in my inbox, sled in my DMs, <laughs> and he was just going. As you do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was saying, "Dude, I've just watched your podcast. It literally saved me today. I needed this more than you ever know." Wow. And I thought he was referring Amazing. to one of the week. And I said, "Oh yeah, he's a great guest, isn't he?" And he went, "Oh no, this is this podcast. Sent it to me." And I went, "That's like the first one I ever did down a few years." So if you create something. That you know in that moment you've got pride in. Yeah. Just cast it out yeah. and let it do its thing. Just let it do its thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and it's, it's it's dead important, isn't it? Like what you just said there. It's really important to get it that across to this next generation of kids that mm. may be a little bit too dependent on wanting likes, wanting mm. shares. Instant gratification. Yeah, it? it's like, look, it's there. You know that's a nice photo of yourself. It might be a photo of you... I don't know, in New York. Yeah. You know, standing in front of like, you know, at ground zero or whatever. Yeah. Just saying, you know, whatever. And you've posted it. Now, don't look for people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this. Just, it's just a It's you showing your love to those that are yeah. no, they're no longer with us. You know what I mean? And the tragedy that happened. And you've done your post. And just enjoy the post. Just yeah, enjoy yeah. Leave it there. Let people enjoy it. Let people like it. If they don't, people scroll past it. They scroll past it. And, got, and that's the, the, the perspective for me. I suppose it tickles a bit differently when it's a picture of you doing your thing wherever you are. Yeah. There's not a great amount of skill gone into that, really. No, you've just no. done it. Yeah. But then when you've created a track, let's right, say. Right, And then you've yeah. spent all that energy, money, <laughs> time, everything that goes into it to do it. And then you see this girl here who's just had a bum out, 500 likes or whatever. And then you see your thing that you spent three months more on get 15 max. I suppose you can be a bit butthurt but, on that yeah. and you can get a bit deflated. But that the messages for that person is just if you're making good music and yeah. good, good content um it's a great point because me and severe we talk about a dj that um through the pandemic he went content crazy right. which i think most of us did yeah, because i i had not done i'd never clicked the live button until the lockdown yeah. so i never i didn't even know where it was my missus had to show me where the live button was <laughs> come on I was granddad like, i was like i know she's like, she's no, I don't know still. i was like babes where's the, where's the live button she's like oh my god it's there look <laughs> press that and you'll be live press that when you're ready to go I'm like, so um well me, me and severe we talked about a dj that went like content crazy but to the point where he was like i mean it was honestly mike it got bad. over the top it got, overbearing it, it was bad. the content was not good yeah it wasn't good yeah. it was it was more he just wanted to keep chucking stuff out he just wanted just to be, be seen out there every day he just wanted be something seen. up there a lot of the times it was him talking to the camera the volume might be a bit too low he'd be saying something crazy that's just 
you know, stupid. Yeah, just not no, thought out. Not thought out. Just click record, say something. Da- and then he would like, and then he would start calling out other DJs. And, and I'm going to remember the term content crazy because yeah. I think that is actually what you stumbled on there. It's, it's a good name, isn't it? How people are being. I really do. It's that instant gratification, but then they're on this desperate need to, oh, that's doing its thing now. What's the next? What's the next? And, and nothing great gets created out of that you can, ever. I, we talk, it's me, too stressful. Me and Severe talk about it. And he wants, he's like nudging me. We talk on the phone. He's like, Fever, look, you should contact him and tell him, look, you know, it's not, he's putting out a lot of crap content. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I I said to him, yo, bro, I am not, I am not, you tell him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, no, you. And I'm like, I'm like, look, look, you know, if I tell him, he's like, no, but please, you know, we respect you. If you tell him, he'll respect But I'm like, look, he's going to take it the wrong way, you know. The next minute I'll look on, on, on the feed and he'll be calling me out. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I thought, I'm just leaving with it, bro. But his content's poor. He's put, puts what, out a lot of poor content. What's happening then next? So, it, well, so, so it's just, it's just, you know, he calls out all the DJs or, you know, and then he's like, then he's doing mixers where he's clanging mixers and then he's like, just, just, just because he wants you to see him doing it. DJing yeah. yeah. And then he's talking to the camera. He's in his car driving. He's like, Oh, it's mate. just loads yeah. of trash content. But it's like... In a different matrix. But for me, I would rather not post anything till I've got something that I think... Like, if I'm in the studio and I've like made some made a beat or something, I think, oh, this has got a good vibe on it. Let me... I'll post this. Yeah, yeah. And I only, it might only be like a few MCs that will like it. You know, yeah. it might only have 30, 40, maybe 50 likes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing major. But the comments or the... Or the, or the um, or the feedback could be like, don't beat thieves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Organic, Love this one, dead soulful. Real. Yeah. So it, for me, it's like every now and then, a bit of content. If Barney does something really funny, my dog, I'll yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go, let me share that with everyone because that's hilarious. Or if Safi does something funny, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, I think it's got to be like, it's got to be content that means something. It's got to mm. it's got to be decent content. Just don't throw anything out there just because you want to be seen. It's good attitude, popular. yeah. And I think, I think that may be uh, the, the mistake that, you know, quite a few people make with their social media because they want to be seen yeah, yeah. frequently. I, I think that's an awesome attitude about it. And yeah. horses for courses, isn't it? What are you putting it on there for? Find your why. If it is to be just in the face of it because you're trying to sell a product yeah. and it's this product all the time, to, to a degree, just go on to, is it create a studio? Yeah. You can schedule, pop them all on. Yeah. You don't actually have to be there. Yeah. If it's just this say it's nails or whatever it is and you every because that's apparently every day if you drip feed something in there you'll be more in the algorithm right. than others right so for those sort of people just selling a product yeah perfect but like what you said amazingly is can you be damaging your products if it's your artistry and then you're trying to be clever or creative but you're not because yeah. you're just fast acting crazy content wise you, you're going to do yourself a disservice yeah. because I get fed up as soon as I've seen so much of one thing all the time I'm going I, I, I tell you what dude the mute button has become my godsend yeah I'm going well severe, oh, severe yes. just like he's, he like rings me like oh god feels if he's have you seen what he's done today? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was scrolling, you know, I was, I was like, I was eating my breakfast yeah. and I saw it. I'm like, I tried like, not to, but I had to give it a look. Up, and, he's like, and he's, you know, he's doing some, saying something stupid or doing something stupid. Or, Bless you, man. And it's like, it's, it's, a, it's 
a crazy world social media and we do forget how short it's actually been of existence yeah it's not been that so long really how we're talking now this is about again we're trying to piece together the best way of doing it but yeah. there is no rule book no, there is there no isn't. manual no. we're just working it through our own mistakes yeah where we've got depressed by being on it and over consuming yeah or over creating content so yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it, it's a forever changing thing yeah i do i think you can build it to working for you though yeah, uh, yeah. did you watch the social dilemma have you watched that documentary no no i haven't dude that's that's the good one is it on is it on netflix netflix is it? i'm, dude, gonna get, I'll get I'm sending you that yeah. and that's the one that is all these tech heads oh mate it's actually give me a bit of heart palpitation then thinking about it because the people that have started this the zuckerberg and so on <laughs> the people just under them these were the ones saying do you know what you're creating you don't know how dangerous this is going to be where we're going with this because the idea is turning us into that's using us it needs our to be there yeah. so where you see all these ads popping in now yeah, and so yeah, on yeah, yeah. it's creating the algorithm where it's turn us into robots in a certain essence and w watching that documentary really that was my pinnacle moment of chrissy we have to sort our shit out now because we can't keep on doing what this documentary is saying we're doing yeah we got intense man so Damn. yeah i'll send it you over send me that I and then you that. send it that crazy guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let him watch it <laughs> i mean he's he's a, a bless him he's a he's a lovely guy his yeah. heart's there but i think like you say content crazy the, the, the pandemic started it all off yeah um and again you know for me you know sort of not putting myself in the same bucket that he's in I also thought to myself, not when he was, not because of what he was doing, but because I was like on Facebook and I'd seen other DJs doing live streams mm. and I thought, oh, maybe I should do one of these. Yeah. You know, when I go, next time I go in there and have a practice, I'll, I'll find out where this record button is and yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll flip the camera around and I'll see what happens. Yeah. And um, it was a learning curve for me. You know, I was just recording my audio from my, my, my missus has got a Beats pill and stuffed that under my phone under a stand. Nice. On a phone stand. And I thought, yeah, that's good enough audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good then enough for what we're doing. I love then, that saying. And then, <laughs> and then my mate Jeremy Prince was like, great stream last night, Phoebe. He had loads of momentum. See all the comments? I'm like, yeah, I was crazy. I like, I'd scratched my first tune in and I looked at the phone and it was like going dong, 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 yeah, dong. Yeah. I, did, I didn't realise that, I didn't realise that, you know, that when when you go live, people get a notification. Oh, Stephen Fever yeah, Richards yeah. Has, has gone live. So I was like, you know, I scratched in that back and forth. Aaliyah thought I'll do a little R and B set. I won't go super like boom bap hip hop on him. Yeah, I'll just play a bit of like R and B, sing along stuff. I've like scratched it in, and before it's got to her first verse, the phone's like lit. So I was saying to Jeremy, "Oh yeah, mate, I was like." I didn't get it. Like, how, come, how did people know I was live wow. so quickly? So he explained that to me. And then he goes, oh, by the way, Fizz, how are you doing your audio? It sounded a bit tinny. Okay. I was like, oh, use me beats pale. Like, he's like, oh, no, you need this thing called an iRig. Right. Uh, and he sent me a picture. Of him, I'm like, right, okay, I'll order one now. So, you know, we obviously didn't know how long we were going to be into like lockdown. Thought. I thought it'd be worth having. Um, so learning curve. And I and then that gave me the going live mm. DJ bug, going live and doing live streams and stuff. But um, never did I ever feel compelled to do it if I didn't want to do it. Yeah. If I was tired, yeah. you know, I'd started doing every Friday and Saturday, Turned almost like a residency. Mm. And I was like, I was like, 
ordered a, like this place around the corner from us called Pizza Romance. I said to Amy, or, um, you know, we'll have a Pizza Romance tonight. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you going live? I was like, well, I was supposed to, aren't I? Because I've been doing every Friday and Saturday, but sod it, I'm, I'll have a Pizza Romance awesome. and I'll, I'll scrap it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, you know, I never felt compelled to have to do it. Mm. And I think that's the secret in it. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, don't just do it because you feel like you've got to do it. Do, do it because I've, I've actually rehearsed a really cool hip hop set. Yeah. And I want to share that with people because there's some decent songs in there mm. and it's decent content. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I can't be bothered to do it, cause I'm going to have a pizza romance. Yeah. I won't go, do it. Go do your thing. Yeah. Go put, be with a family. Put something to bed. Yeah. Put something to bed. Means something. Yeah. 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 Put something to bed means Amy, have a pizza romance, sit down, watch a film. Oh. Yeah. I'm not DJing cause the clubs are closed. Let's just enjoy some time together. Do you know what I mean? That sounds epic. Don't, I'm not doing it because because the algorithm or the, 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 the you know the, the numbers are telling me I, I have to do it do you oh, know what mate. I mean a hundred don't get trapped into that Chasing and that numbers. is what it is yeah. that is it's a trap yeah a million percent it's, it's just lovely with even your mate then saying oh it sounds a bit tinny uh, use this yeah you've always got people in your life Jeremy Prince shout out to Jeremy, Jeremy Prince Pr yeah just people that want to help you and I suppose it's it is amazing. who you are as a character that, that energy that vibration yeah. that who you've come across as yeah everyone just wants to go do you know what i want i want to help that guy in some way yeah. and that is very deserving oh, but that's so... how you've got these mentors in yeah. your life they just want to be helpful towards yeah. the cause yeah i want to mm. throw another one in there courtney rose which is the brother of trevor rose um and his production name was black viking he he was the one that actually sat me down in front of a sampler first and said right that's the on button switch it on press sample Put the needle on the record, right? That's that sample going in there. You hit sample. It's how you truncate the sample and get the bit that you want. Mm. I mean, he's. I mean, he's he literally. Great. I. I literally. I mean, he. He literally gave me my other, my other like joy in life, which is making music. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was literally just. I was their DJ for their group, and um, and he literally says, "No, some of your, you know, take that loops are all right. You just need to learn how to do it properly. Sit yeah. down, I'll show you." Oh, mate you know so cool amazing like not everybody has those people around them so i'm mm. really grateful they're like like you say if i if i was to write a book there'd be a list of them yeah and you know we're gonna get that book wrote brother <laughs> we're getting it right jeremy but prince is in there as well that, that, that's, that's for yeah. me when i'm saying uh i can get envious at times when i see these collectives and people together yeah because I, I i never really had that and particularly mentors are very very short on the list of people i can say help me out of that place or, or yeah I've, I've got a few now martin illingworth shout out to him he's yeah. an incredible teacher and sent me into all these schools and places Wicked. he saw me at an open mic and give me a business card Dope. and he's um sheffield hallam head lecturer right awesome guy and put me in front of loads of people but yeah it's very few i could count it on one hand yeah those mentors in my life yeah, and yeah. I, I suppose that's why i've gravitated to putting on workshops on the farm to help other people because i'm going yeah. oh those kids that haven't got any in their life at the minute no ambition no aspiration no idea what they want yeah I, I, psychoanalyzing i suppose that is a, a big earning in me to go yeah, yeah. i want to help these these youngsters and it's dead rewarding as well don't you find it quite rewarding when you do it is isn't it yeah you know like like i was on about my student nico purposeful before. he's like he's been it's been dead rewarding for me mm. especially in session when he's learning complex scratches yeah and he's picking them up straight away and then you know, and I'm watching him do them. Yeah. I'm like, I just taught him how to do that. I, this is amazing. I, like, and I suppose that's the, the one 
problem for me is because I didn't have those mentors. I feel quite impostery now because I've not. I've got got an eclectic set of skills yeah. to give out. That's yeah. why I'm getting in Ty. I'm getting in Brilliant. whoever. I would love to get you in. To yeah, be just we sort that out, man. You and just let me know where you need. I me. would love to get yeah. you. The kids would benefit so just from being around you, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, just do whatever you do. You don't, don't even need decks. We'll yeah. just have a good time. But yeah, a hundred percent. Because I've not got all them skill sets. I yeah. get. I think. Oh, I'm. I'm what can I actually give them? I won't give them something, right. but I don't know what to give them. Yeah, so yeah. Well, you're giving them poetry and poetry words. Poetry's good, though. And yeah. words. I mean, words are so important yeah. and they're powerful. Do you know what I mean? Because with words, you know, you're either going to hurt somebody and cut somebody down yeah. or you're going to do the absolute opposite and lift them up Elevate into space. Elevate them to next level. And you're great with words. You're, the video that you put up the other day where it's the silhouette, where it's the, uh, the Oh, bless you, man, yeah. Sick, man. Thank you, brother. Dope. That's um, Frankie Bones beat, that is. Dope beat. He's cool, isn't I said something about the production, didn't I? Yeah, 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 you mentioned it. Yeah, beautiful. Got that sent across. But the the marriage between what you're saying and how you're saying it on the beat. Because I've I've never learned the beat thing, so I've always got into my head about not doing it like a rapper. You put on the American accent, doing it like this. And so I just goes, I really want to just do that talk i just want to say it to me and on off beat style stuff so it is and, and, and i'm a, I, you know if you littles will tell you this and uh and well and the local healers i'm really into like what we call pocket and and wrapping off the grid right okay i love that you know some of the artists that i've worked with have been very on the grid right i get you on the grid yeah yeah and i'm i'm really into like pocket changing we call it pocket changing and flow changing because there's a little pocket in the beat and you keep jumping in out the pocket i love that my my favorite mcs my top my top 10 favorite mcs have all been renowned pocket change mcs Ah, always come out of the one move around and that's what you do really well is mike skinner in there is he Skinner's amazing isn't he 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 actually now you've said yeah yeah you know if i had to extend my 10 yeah yeah i I might have to throw him in there (laughs) he's dead he did he pioneered something there he really did i I love it's because he was my first ever cd so you fall in love with that yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah. slim shady and then a grand ain't comfort so eminem oh (laughs) i mean talk about pocket and flow yeah yeah yeah. ridiculous but i've got eminem as the first cd and at the same time was the streets i just i knew i wanted rap yeah i didn't My dad was really musical, but it was Sting and stuff like yeah. that. Great influences, though. So we'd get yeah. a big drive down to Essex we used to go to. Wicked. And we'd just circulate. And I think my sister probably had a S Club 7 or something. Yeah. But my dad's old schooly Sting. But mine, I'd just there was something about rap. Yeah. And then, yeah, music sort of faded out my life a little bit. I went into the sporty scene, a lot of rugby, a bit of boxing, Wicked. football. But it's just funny how at 20 when that thing happened to my friend and yeah. i found poetry again yeah the music here it's six years old or so on transferred straight back round. It's, it's so like it is a part so of you isn't it's it it's amazing isn't it it, mm. it once once you've had a, a connection with it spiritually with yeah. that music that's it forever you. yeah as soon as you hear it that's the beautiful thing with music it's really powerful because you know you might not hear a song for years a decade yeah and then you walk into a bar and it's playing in the background you're like oh and all these memories come back you know from the last time you heard it and everything yeah and and clearly at like seven eight years old yeah 
I'm not so sure on what they're saying to no. a degree. I don't know what uh, like, like, light so blind in your eyes yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the, the storytelling I could get behind, and yeah. that's a whole concept album from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. listening in with these headphones in and just going, oh my God, that is, Dad is telling a story. He's telling a story. I love stories as a kid. Yeah. So it's the first time I'd heard that in music and that, for me, being 20... 21, 22, oh my God, I just love telling stories in my writing. Amazing. And that's it. I realised it's come from this really young influence. Yeah, but, but, mm. but what I like about you specifically, not just because you've got a great vocab of words, right? You've got a big bucket of words that you, that you can <laughs> Throw just, out there. It's great. It's, it's so important if, is it for an MC or poetry or spoken word, whichever category you want to sit into, yeah. it's dead important if you're going to pick up this microphone that you've not, you're not, you know, you're not a limited condense yourself yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So so but my thing that I love with you is, is your your ability to move around the grid. Right. Come off the one, come in there, drop out there, put a gap there, then come like, in again. It's really fascinating to hear it from a producer because I've not okay. heard it in that way before. Yeah. So thank you honestly. Dope, man. man, it's dope. Thank dope. you so much about Actually, that. Actually, Nate can co-sign this because when 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 you shot you shot one of their videos. Yes. And then you, you, he was sharing your stuff. And I told him when he came to my studio, he goes, yo, who's that dude? He goes, oh, my rhythmic mic. I was like, yo, he's sick, man. Oh, bless you, I man. Goes, he's got pocket and bless he's you. got pockets and he's all, like, he can move all over the beat. And, I, <laughs> and you know, Ty will be like, next time you're with Ty, he'll, 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 that's he'll, so, that's he'll so confirm kind. that story. Yeah. No, I really appreciate yeah, that. Man. Because yeah. like you say, the imposter like syndrome that yeah. can come in yeah. and when you're not doing it how everyone else sounds you get so nervous yeah. towards that you go oh am I just letting myself but down that, here or? that's your that's yeah. your that's your secret weapon yeah that's your that's your weapon that you're going to beat everyone down with Dude, the fact that you're you know I, that, that I didn't know it was going to get to this part of the podcast <laughs> so I'm like bloody hell let's go and make a track <laughs> no that is your, definitely Whoa, your secret awesome. weapon mate yeah thank you so much yeah, man yeah. I really appreciate yeah. that a part of this podcast i couldn't believe we're two hours in like that's mental and I, i've got to edit this to right? there's no, nothing could be cut it's too it's too electric <laughs> there's too much to deal with here now uh the family side of things oh. i really i did want to get into that yeah, yeah. because <laughs> how old are you now if you don't mind me I, i'm 47 wow i turned 47 in june this year so, so. you had a baby at 45. 45. That, that is later on in a very lot of later on. Terms. Very, very later on. And um, she, she, Safia has been like, I mean, I don't know where to start when I tell you she's like literally like, that bulb came on, that bulb came on, <laughs> really? that bulb over there came on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That tap on the shoulder yeah. was like, oi, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know that voice that goes, oi, bro. You what know was what I mean? the most powerful bulb? The, the most powerful bulb that came on was like, well, I didn't realise that I could love something so much. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I love hip-hop, mm. and I love making beats, and I love my mum, and I love my two sisters, Alison and Jillian, and I love my brother, Des. Mm. Love them, like, you know, um, unconditionally. Mm. But this little thing, you know, that, that popped out of Amy on, on the 6th <laughs> of December, yeah. you know what I mean, 2019, I was like, yeah. right, okay, is it possible that I can love anything? Especially now, character's coming through now. She's just like really? melts me. Did Did you uh, imagine that beforehand, or when was the moment where you went, "Oh, this is new. I didn't think this was coming." Was it the moment in the arms, or was it as you were the build up? Where Where was it where you went, "Ouch"? 
so a, a little bit when the midwife handed her over to me. Yeah. And then I told you and your your partner outside yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was uh, I was yeah in the kitchen. Amy ran upstairs to get I mean, to get herself ready quickly to bring get some stuff and uh, she was taking her to forest school i think it was a friday and uh just giving her a breakfast and i always like when they're gone i do the pots put all the bibs in the wash dry i do yeah, that bit nice. able to take her to forest school so yeah so i'm dancing around with her and um and this emily sunday tune comes on i'll let you know what it is at the end i'll find it on youtube um yeah so i'm dancing around with her and there's yeah there's this this right really like heartfelt melodic like mm. instruments coming and obviously the words that she's singing yeah. she's got a great voice emily sunday so it's a combination of that and then safi was just like like giggling and smiling oh, and kissing me and you know and i was just like it all just hit me all at once and i just couldn't hold it back oh, i was just like, <laughs> like uncontrollable yeah, yeah, crying yeah. do you know what i mean and, uh, and Amy came downstairs and she was like, oh, what's up, are you silly? We had like a little family hug thing. And I was like, oh, oh I love this. <laughs> and that was like, yeah, mate. Yeah. Because right. if, if you'd have told me this a year ago yeah. before Ella, I'd have been listening with su such different ears. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's cute, mate. How nice. Uh, probably not really. It can't be to that extent. I yeah. bet he's, he's making this up. Yeah. Now, genuinely, how you say it, it's so... Powerful. powerful it is so that love you feel it is deep man. I, I, I had it yeah it's literally deep. the other day yeah. i didn't break down necessarily but yeah. I, I want my body and my soul and everything about me to emanate and, and emit goodness and the good side of my nature but there is also that i love you so much i got a bit of this fear kicking yes to as well that's the one because i, I was going Oh my god! If anything happened to you, if anybody hurt you, Bro. if all and and I started getting real heart palpitations and butterflies then. in your yeah. stomach, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it was that was a, a little much for me in a way. Yeah, so yeah. I, I tried to get a clock out and just go, <laughs> come here, give me a hug, let's have a laugh. You tried to squash that feeling, be don't in you? the moment. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I felt that so strongly, but it yeah. went the other way to a degree. Yeah, it, yeah. It, like a worrying. It like just a, was like, an like overwhelming a, angst. Yeah, yeah. Of, oh, I've just I never want any to happen to her mate, mate. <laughs> get emotional yeah, now yeah. <laughs> i wonder if she's all right <laughs> honestly bro like i i'm uh, i completely with you I, I you know i'm constantly stressing amy she's all right she's all right it's okay she's okay she falls over oh what's going on uh, do you know what i mean yeah 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 uh, it's yeah. like i just yeah it's it's there isn't it you the, do, the, you the just... fear that the, the, the stuff obviously she's got to fall over yeah. she's got to she's got to cry at school yeah she's got to you know she's got to fall out with a friend and come home crying yeah. do you know what i mean all this stuff's got to Those happen boyfriend yeah and, it, it, and wherever it goes yeah i'm not <laughs> they best be nice yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's completely changed who you are, yeah. how you are. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. You know, I'll always be. I'll, I've always been the smiley, bubbly, giggly thing, yeah. which I think's, you know, that 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 part of me is going to help Safi as well. She's she's got a smiley face. Amy smiles a lot. Yeah, and my sisters are smiley. My brother's smiley. Amy's mom and dad, they're dead smiley. So, you know, it, she sees that. I think that part of me is always going to be there. But there's a, there's a, there's something else that's happened to me. Yeah, and you know, it's it's definitely since she's been here. I've got this other thing yeah. 
you know going on in my mind has it changed your work has anything come across in yeah working almost instantly i got asked to do new year's eve of the, the well yeah the new year's eve of 2019 going into 2020 just before the pandemic obviously and i told the promoters i told everybody oh look i'm what you know safi's coming she's due to come on the 25th of december yeah so she's meant to be a christmas baby but she came on the 6th came early they, uh, so she's a little bit premature so i i told everybody look i'm out yeah yeah i'm out you know, this Christmas, this New Year's Eve, I'm out. Um, I'm going to spend it at home. I've been doing them every year for yeah. for decades, probably, you know, probably 15 plus years. You were the I'm not taking the New Year's Eve. Like, call list. Yeah, yeah, fever for New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the promoter rang me up like two, three days before New Year's Eve, uh. begging me, oh, fever, please, 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 please. And I was just like, categorically no yeah. whereas in a normal before Safi I'd be like oh yeah hell yeah get yeah. like negotiate the money I'm out there DJing you know no no matter what the situation is oh yeah. Amy or oh, Soz babes you'll be at home by yourself on New Year's Eve I'm at I'm off DJing or you can come with me or or she'll spend it with her mum and dad or whatever but I was like categorically mm. not DJing bro yeah like and he had to pay me like out of the arsehole yeah yeah to get me to do it really well Amy basically called the price really yeah and, because that's a, a good way of being, isn't it? If yeah. you put a silly price across that you think, nah, yeah. they're not going to go for this. And yeah. they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, go, <laughs> we'll on go. Them, yeah. go on them, Thieves. We'll then put... you make it double worth your while. I was like, I looked at Amy. She's like, when he said, go out and Thieves, I looked at Amy and was like, fucking hell, John. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. She's like, yeah, cool. it's fair. Right, go and get to work then, she said. Yeah, because I... Um, I do the school talks and so on. So when you're giving keynotes, you can be in Cornwall or wherever. Yeah. And I used to love it because if you're doing a head teacher's gig or conference, they will put you up. Yeah. They will, they will make, and I've never stayed in hotels like that. Cool. Chaise Lounge or whatever. And you nice. Think, I'm not materialistic, but I will vibe with whatever it's you're nice, giving yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I used to buzz for that. Martin, where are we turning up to? Oh, cool. I remember that near the lakes, we get... Like our bedroom faces the lakes, and Beautiful. so I, awesome. Nice, but now I just don't want to be away. There's nothing about me when I get told, Oh, you're going here, so you've got a booking for a hotel here, stay over, do this. Yeah. Oh. It's going, Can I actually can I just turn up early? Can I set off at six and get back, get done, done? But well, actually, yeah. I've got a bit of an ugly place that Safi's put me into, not ugly for me, I suppose, ugly for other for artists, yeah. You know, I converted my my garage into studio. So, um, and um, yeah, I've sort of hit. I mean, it's literally Safi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like she's like literally. I look at her and I'm like, I'd rather be here on the rug, putting triangles through triangles and circles through circles yeah. and squares. She's, she's dead intelligent. You know oh, what I mean? Amazing. She's really, really intelligent. She's like four syllable words, and she's like <laughs> twenty months old. You know what I mean? Wow. And. Um, I'd rather I've said I said to Amy look babes I'm done with the free beats free coming to record on a beat yeah, yeah. I'm mixing it down for free done with it babes yeah that studio door opens when somebody's booking in for a DJ session or if somebody's paying me to do something yeah and you know literally I said I'd rather you know because I'm in the studio doing stuff not getting paid for yeah. it and Amy's like go bringing it Safi in oh you know night night babes you know Safi's going to bed say night night daddy she's like bye bye daddy night night oh. and I'm like am I actually sitting in the studio not getting paid yeah for doing I, th I think I'm that's like, what it's done to us is like, the value of time 
we just put a price on our time That's because I never used to it. do that before. I yeah. thought, how much is this money going to get me for this amount of thing and I can buy this and do this? Yeah. But now it's like, but what could I be doing in that time period? Do you know what I mean? And I've, I've turned down music videos quite a lot now, extensively. And they're saying, oh, it's just an easy one. It's a quick one. It's a quick one. But I'm like, it's still two, three, four hours more than you'd imagine where I want to be sat there playing, being with my partner. Oh, it's just so precious. It's and precious. I never understand the value of time before. No. Never. Before, before your, your, your daughter came along, you would quite happily pop off go shoot a video for come free back, as well sit for free times, yeah. sit down edit it yeah. cut it up make it look amazing yeah. send it to them get their buzz going you get nothing out of it yeah. Mike's getting absolutely nothing out of it yeah. do you know what I'm saying yeah. and, it, and I've, you can imagine how many years I've been giving free beats and recording and mixing you know giving people Longer full albums alive. I'm like I'm like um, a shout out to Scorsese and Dealmaker because they paid me for pieces to the puzzle um, so they, they you know Scores ran me when he was doing that album it was like Fever I want you to produce you know the bulk part of this vinyl cut of the album yes yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna pay ya mm. and I don't care what you say this was the conversation yeah. I had with Scores shout out to Scores and Steve from Dealmaker they were like no this isn't there's a Kickstarter and there's a there's some money there yeah and your, some of it's for your production fever yeah so i was like oh do you know what i really appreciate that do you know what i mean yeah respect course. man do you know what i mean because i would have done i probably would have done it for scores for free because the fact that i i believe in him as an mc do you know mm. what i mean and he's such a dope mc but i think having safia now yeah it's just like yeah not bothered me it's, it's as long expensive as it, it, yeah it's, it'll get i can I'm like, push myself because if it's 500 quid for something here to be fair, my family reaped that reward. Brilliant. There Down you go. The line, there you doing, go. I, I can do it. That time is warranted. That was I've... a golden number, by the way. That that what, A bag's a grand, yeah, right? Yeah. So that 500 number is... You're up there, aren't you? It's yeah. a sweet spot, isn't it? Mm. You know, if you're having to do this, especially the editing in, in what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I just think to myself, crikey, I'm moaning at him about, you know, making a beat, recording it into Logic, recording some vocals and putting some vocals on a bus and balancing it all up. But you, when you're, when you're chopping this, chopping <laughs> that. can get like that. God, yeah. it's like. I, I love the, um, with all artists and every artist is great because they want the best out of their work, yeah. but it's that, uh, can you just, and they don't understand how time consuming the can you just saw for, for no money at all. It's like, oh, just, and oh, could, could, and you go, I get it. Cause we want this to be perfect. So I will, but this is the cost now too. And they, they don't expect that. Yeah. It's, it's strange. But the uh, same as you, I'll say local healers, I want to work for them because yeah. I, re I believe in what they're doing. Oh, for sure. So when they've asked me a couple of things, I've gone, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I, yeah. I, I yeah. enjoy being around you. Yeah. Yeah. You give me not just a great vibe, but a lot of inspiration. Now, my, now my, other, thing, my other thing would be because, you know, not always... You know the stuff that I I would spend hours, you know, building and arranging. Yeah, it most of it ends up just on a hard drive. It doesn't yeah. come out. Yeah. Now this is the thing with local healers. That's that's where the love is with local healers because they're actually they've got a, a vision and they've got a they've got a, a plan. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So everything that you do with local healers actually comes out. Yeah. Right. It, 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 so so you don't even if you are doing something for the love for local healers, mm. you are going to reap some kind of reward 
because there's going to be a video to it exactly. that they've paid for, yeah. you know, might maybe paid you for a video or whatever, or, 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 you know, or the track's going to be used for something else. Mm. Or we do a stream and it's, it's content for, for it's been, um, very aware as an artist, isn't it? Yeah. About what opportunities you're creating for yourself. And for me then, even when I've done a few free things for local healers, yeah. I look back at the stuff we've done. I'm like going, I'm so, so, so proud of this. Yeah, what yeah. a great, fun, funky thing we did. But you've made some content for yourself, though. Exactly. Yeah, so then yeah. also I take that and anybody that asks me, like, what do you actually do, who you work with, what you... I ping them that cross. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then it's it's built from there. Business so, is built. So it's worked yeah. in your, that's worked in your favour. 100%. And plus with the local healers, they're currently... Tile talked about it. They're currently getting funding and stuff like yeah. that. So the future projects... Comes back round. Uh, the future projects now have a little bit of something in the pot. Yeah. And um, and Ty and A just a couple of dope ass guys. Awesome man. human, yeah. I, I work with awesome humans. Yeah, mate. Uh, the thing is, awesome humans as well really understand your time. Yes. And when you mention baby things and so on, they'll go, dude. I, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm fully in with it. Yeah. Either oh, we can give you this or we can do that for you. Yeah. But we we understand where you're at. Yeah. And I, I've worked with people other before where they just want to squeeze everything out Ring you everything dry, mate. you can get so <laughs> yeah just making sure always you're, you're tapping in you're conscious and you're, you're thinking about what's this actually doing for me yeah 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 that's big and you need to re yeah yeah it needs to work for both of us do you know what I mean mm. so yeah I I, I um I yeah Safi she's definitely brought me to a place where you know it doesn't benefit a few people that yeah you know I would have I would have normally done things for free but I have good relationships with them outside of the music, so it won't ruin any relationships. Yeah. But I am definitely, since having Safia, I'm like categorically. This is where I'm at. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, what a great attitude. She's amazing. I mean, I'm glad we've got daughters at fairly similar ages. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, when we do this podcast in five to ten to whatever years down the line, yeah. and we have our timeline. We're gonna have such new discoveries yeah. and different things. They'll be in the same year at school, basically. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. what school's yours going to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to around that energy. Whatever I can do. The, so, the forest school sounds great. I'd, I'd love to get oh, yeah. Ella into forest. Get school. Ella into forest school. I mean, we're, we're on a farm now, so there's a lot of. Yeah animals and touching things and, she's made up yeah. here mate yeah so made up but I, I think the thing she's missing at the minute is the community side right. she needs to be around other kids other kids so yeah to get a speech going yeah my sister does fostering so she has a little girl called kyla may that she's looking after and uh kyla may doesn't speak much same age as safia um and she doesn't speak much but she's quite good on her legs mm. running and all that um everything else is cool you know drinking from a cup and all the rest of it but um jill's absolutely like when, when i told you she ran me the other day just checking in safi was just like yapping away in the background she's like oh my god she's like babes is that safi i'm like yeah she's uh she's she's off now you know say something wow. and it's in yeah you know tell her to say a word and it's locked in <laughs> and then she's that's part of her that's part of her vocab now Mate. do you know what i mean so jill's like yeah i think i'll have to get kyla may at, at the nursery so find the time to get her in somewhere because she's like way behind safia speech wise right so um and amy's like she's like my, my partner's like head of education and manages two nurseries. Nice. So she's really into, she's studying. They go away for, for extra training on certain weekends and they're, she's really into like things that progress babies, you know, and, and stuff that they do. I think she'd do a podcast. She, mate. I'd love that. Amy will 
fry you with info. I would love that, honestly. Bro. I'm trying my best now to take in all the information Bro. I can and Jeez. baby's development. Because it's so, this is the big years, isn't it? This is the formative part yeah. of yeah. A, a human's life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would love to, oh, to lap mean, that in. If you get Amy sat in this chair, mate, she's you'll be just sat there like... Double, wow, double this did, podcast yeah, hours. Wow, I didn't know this. Wow, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, incredible. She's always telling me stuff for like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's cool. That's some... She's got all these like, there's these like weird names for stuff and, oh, that's called this when they do that and that's part of their... Incredible. And, yeah, when she does this, it's just because she's trying to tell her brain that and I'm like, bloody hell. Why she doing that? Oh, it's because she's she'll explain everything oh, to him. That, yeah, I yeah. want to know. I love you know when something happens to me physiologically, psychologically. Yeah, I, I do a massive. So I just want to know what is that? What is actually happening? Yeah. Go into the depths of it, the root of it, and then yeah. get to that seed. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, people that have done that searching, I can pick their brains and oh, piece yeah. it pies. She's got a lot Incredible. for you to pick out of. Yeah. Well, this has today. I've I've really. We could do. So many of these. I know, mate. We, we've gone to the <laughs> the scratch, good, good use of language, scratch surface of everything. Yeah. But we could have gone into all of those avenues yeah, and yeah. got so much out of it. Yeah, so, yeah. dude, you're you're a very amazing man, mate. An awesome character. I've loved this. It's I'm been sorry that we went on so long, bro. dude. No, I mean, I have got to edit it, yeah. <laughs> and it is for next Friday. But yeah, yeah. I can do it because I'm yeah. going to really enjoy listening to it back and taking it. I've no, amazing. Thanks it. for having me, man. It's been and awesome. We need to do some stuff together. We will. I promise you. And yeah. I, I know. We'll get some space and some time. How busy you are. Yeah. We're on this mission, but I know for a fact you're a part of our timeline. You're yeah. a part of this journey for now. Sure, yeah. I want you on the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, so this is how I conclude. Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm Bus Back at the Bus Sessions podcast. Fever, where can I find all your stuff? You can jump onto my Instagram. That's Stephen Fever. Uh, Facebook, Stephen Fever Richards. Twitter is um, at DJ Fever Knots. Uh, Mixed Cloud at DJ Fever Knots and uh, Bandcamp is at DJ Fever Knots as well, I think. Nice. So keep You've it simple. It, yeah. Kept it simple. All mapped out there yeah. for people. <laughs> Remember what we say just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks so much, Cheers. man. Cheers.